Welcome to the corner Burschenschafts. <laughs> Here's your weekly racism. I am your host, Maximilian Adolf Engelbert Hochgürger Obergürgel. <laughs> <laughs> and we're here to talk about Austria. Woo! Woo! It's, uh, it's Germany's terrible, terrible younger sister. So, stepsister, uh, stepsister. <laughs> but you're my stepsister. What's the name of our of our of our show called now, Rob? Corner Burschenschaft. Oh god, that's horrible. Yeah. Okay. Welcome to Corner Burschenschaft. We we're can't here. fit that on the stickers. We're just uh, we're just um, you know we're just a bunch of guys getting together doing guy stuff. Today we have um we have pickup artists here. You know maybe <laughs> maybe you were a little intimidated by the lithe pulsating sexuality of uh, Sebastian Kurz. I know. I was. And you also want to fuck. And so what we're going to do is we're going to run some scenarios, okay? We're going to have a hot Russian woman come in, say she's an heiress, and then just try not to just scream a bunch of illegal stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we're going we're gonna to start easy. All right. All right, let's break into groups. All right. <laughs> My first move is I will ask her if I can smell her feet. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Anyone else? <laughs> But you're my stuff, Russia. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Russia and Europe aren't actually related. <laughs> um, all right. I'm, she... I'm just getting nervous. I'm just gonna pull pull my pants down. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Before Nick pulls his pants down, I feel like we should uh, we should take care of our business first. Yeah, <laughs> what yeah, else so we got? What else we have to get at? So I, I've uh, in an attempt to sniff her feet, I have given her my um, 16 digit bank account number. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, you know, helicoptering my penis still. <laughs> I'm jonesing for those feet, so that's my sore code gone. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing, I assume Kurt does it at orgies, and I'm standing in the corner ominously, not saying anything, but watching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've handed her my phone and helpfully used my thumb to unlock it. <laughs> I'm tired and I just sat down. <laughs> I'm an older portly gentleman. I can't. I can't can't helicopter my dick like in the olden days. I adjust my Venetian mask. (laughs) All right, guys. Good ideas. Good ideas. And I want to say, always keep in mind, stay high, stay confident. Because even if you fuck up entirely, don't worry. Your movement can be absorbed by the ostensible center right party, and everything will keep going great. So stay confident, everybody. I tell her about the maid I murdered. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, one of the worst things is I was reading it and they were like, and after seven hours of just, yeah. Like ta- ta- talking about crimes and yeah, being a helicopter dick. They're like, yeah, we're going to high Ibiza. And I'm like, fuck, I've been to that club. And yeah, and Straha in his resignation video was like, all right, first of all, my friend Gudenis, like his dad just died. So he was easily like taken in and like she was hot, you know, I just wanted to impress her. <laughs> what else? Naturally, naturally enough, like every human being after a death in the family, I'm just at the horniest I've ever been. <laughs> nothing, nothing gets me hard like the death of my father. <laughs> That's how I mourn, baby. <laughs> Oh, that's that's weirdly Oedipus. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, my dad's out of the picture. <laughs> the 
the kind of sadness that can only be fixed by purchasing me a large media conglomerate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. It is. It is really like some some incel ideology because yeah, at the heart like, of all of it, there's just that Chad Orban who you'll never catch up to, <laughs> <laughs> no matter how hard you try. Orban just privatizes everything and. The version silence is all dissenting voices. Oh, and he's so handsome. <laughs> the version FPU versus the Chad Fidesz. The FPU says that they're the ones <laughs> just like it's the incels coming yeah, up with like the memes. Ultimate, like they just like go on like you know like the, the party conference and there's just the meme <laughs> just like pointing to the board. No, they go within like the the like the like you know right wing forums of all the parties and they just like put a picture of themselves and like tell me how shitty I look. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I will get whatever face altering surgery I need. <laughs> Hey, welcome to your weekly quarter spate. Um, I'm Nick, and we, you know, we 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 got the gang here, minus Yulia again, but it is what it is. So we got Rob, Kieran, hey, and nope. Hugh's back with us. Yo, for you know, second time. Mm. We missed you. We missed you. Oh, Where I've been gone a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, went back to Ireland, came back. Yeah, that, that quick. So yeah, uh, if if you haven't been able to tell, we're talking about the the dumbest German-speaking country. It is not. Whoa, German. hang on, hang on. Switzerland is literally founded on Nazi gold. <laughs> yeah, and if we have our way, we are going to make the German minority in Belgium into into yeah. new Nazis. <laughs> into the like ascended okay, race. We got the like the naughty stepsister of fucking Germany. Then. That's more like it. No, because then it actually makes it sound cool. <laughs> I don't know the the the. Like dumb, slow cousin of Germany, who's kind of responsible for everything bad in Germany. Why they're, the one, the... they're the one that's kept in the attic, you know the mountains. Yeah. <laughs> what if Bavaria, but more? I mean, yeah. <laughs> what if Bavaria, but they have a seat at the UN? Um, yeah, but first, before we get uh, into all that, we're, we will also talk a little bit about the Danish elections and our big, lovely, wet, slippery boy Rasmus Paladin. Uh, but before that, sounds hot. Megarika. Megarika, what has everyone been doing to prepare? I just told you, I've been going to Ibiza, I've been (laughs) (laughs) talking to Russian heiresses. Giving away all my secrets. (laughs) Um, I've just been having a good time. (laughs) Like... Just for the public record, like I invited several Russian heiresses to come kill boars with me, didn't work. So cross that one off the pickup, the pickup line list. Uh, yeah, so this is this is the game in which I will tell everyone here, like the industry, three facts, and the net worth of one of Europe's richest people, and they have to guess which country they are from. Uh, countries currently off the table because I think that's only fair. That we get like a map and like put little pins in it. Yeah, side. right. Um, we, we have ha- one, but it doesn't have the right country name. So on my empire is not even honest. Um, Armenia is the size of Turkey. <laughs> uh, we have covered Georgia and the beautiful albino rapper son. Georgian dream. <laughs> um, we did Bulgaria, uh, the skull, and his like monopoly on Thracian architect. Arch- hey, I'm Thracian Arch- here. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna see if you can keep going with all of these. Right. <laughs> Fuck, who else did we cover? Romania and their like tennis car owning uh, guy who swallowed a champagne glass without bleeding. Damn, I forgot that part. He's just cool. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make fun <laughs> of him with the. His mustache is the, also the like. He's also really nice. He's a really nice. Ro- I actually, like re Googled him the other day just to be like, what did he look like? And I was like, damn, he was cool. He deserves all this money. He does. Yeah, like, I mean, like, I can't eat a champagne glass. No. <laughs> 
if you do that, they just give you a billion. Um, and then, of course, the Icelandic, like, brought industrialized capitalism to the country family and also was associated with the Nazis. Yeah, strong Austrian energy, I gotta say. Now, now that I think about it, like, descended from Nazis, like, <laughs> yeah, random business enterprises, whether it's like weapons manufacturing. We just kept failing or, 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 or Red Bull. <laughs> Red Bull is a weapon. Um, <laughs> all right. Net worth. Net, net worth. 25.2 billion. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> God damn. 25.2 billion. Yeah. Finally, an actual real billionaire. Not just this like, oh, you know, 1.2. No, like, thank you, Kieran. Nice. Also, I should say, because we're dealing with a big baller. If you figure out who it is, please hold your answer to the end. Okay. Alright. looked at me when he said that. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. All right. It's Hugh O'Brien Sr. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Why are they rich? They inherited. They worked hard. <laughs> kept their head down. They grinded. Yep. Most mm. of all, they worked their way up slowly in a large company, mm-hmm. which is the thing to do to get get rich quick. Yes. They went to several uh, pickup trainings at the at the local Burschenschaft. <laughs> all the stuff you got to do to get rich. Yep. Yeah. He inherited his dad's company and revolutionized the product by adding vegetable oil to it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Go on. Yeah. That's why they're rich. Fact number one. He never gives uh, he never gives in, uh, newspaper interviews. Journalists are not allowed into any of his factories found all over Europe. Good sign. I know exactly who this is. Yeah, keep keep going. Okay. Yeah, refuse oh, to accept God. honorary degrees. And adding, uh, according to one newspaper report from his home country, scrutinize prospective employees from behind a two way mirror while they're in their interview. Oh, I thought like it was like something sexual. <laughs> That's all just good opsec. I would do all those same things. Journalists, don't talk to them. Yeah. <laughs> what else is on that list? I agree. I agreed with everything. Yeah. Vegetable oil makes everything better, especially like yeah. heavy industrial products. <laughs> Vegetable oil, as you know, the experts know this. They call it nature's bulletproof vest. If you just rub it all over yourself, mm, yeah. You know, anyone who tries to take you, you out, yeah, anyone who tries to take you out, it just bounces right off. Yeah. Put it on everything: your car, your house. <laughs> <laughs> everything just slowly cooks in the sun but you know <laughs> all right fact number two go on he said once to have remarked that he was a socialist adding but i do the socialism myself cool come <laughs> on to the pod again he, good upset do the socialism yourself <laughs> don't rely on others to do the socialism for you keep he, the circle tight he's he, a blankiest he was so <laughs> he was so socialist that he was chased out of his country by socialist radicalists. And yeah, exactly, like Blanky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And was forced to take up residence, forced to take up residence in one of Europe's many tax havens. Oh, poor baby. What, uh, like Luxembourg or something? Even one though... Of many. <laughs> <laughs> there are There are many. Even though the threat has cleared and has gone away now, he still lives in the tax haven. And also moved the headquarters of his company to another one of Europe's many tax havens. Cool. Yeah. Fact number three. He's a devout Catholic. Every factory... Hey, baby! <laughs> Maron! Every factory of his has a statue of the Madonna in it. 
I again, I this is too good because I think I'm like 95% sure I know who this is. Okay. He led his empire paternalistically. He did not fight the unions, but he tried to make them redundant with a corporate social policy. Strikes are rare within his factories. However, when one has happened, his company has employed using the judicial system to apply fines to the workers that amount to about a thousand euro per hour per worker of delayed production caused by the strike. And that's uh, that's that's all the information about this guy here. Because again, he didn't give many newspaper. He didn't give any newspaper reviews. This was hard to get. Yeah. His Wikipedia page, if I'm not mistaken, is like two sentences. Interesting. Interesting. All right, so I'm going to get Nick to go last here, but okay. Hugh, you get first go here. So I can discuss the country. Yes. Uh, I'm just going to get. Oh, he got kicked out, of, chased out of his country. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's go with Germany. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Germany. Germany's on the table. Rob. Um, so it's some kind of uh, food, right? Mm hmm. I'm trying to think of rich food people. <laughs> um, the only one I can think of is... Uh, the currywurst the, king of Berlin. The, <laughs> the tiny man from the Heinz Beans. <laughs> <laughs> Heinz Beans guys. Yeah, so I'm going the, with the Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> Mr. Peanut, you know, in the fucking he, nut, oh, nut he's, dynasty. He's bourgeois as fuck. Yeah, 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 <laughs> he would not uh, tolerate those uh, those striking workers. Yeah, he, he would have murdered all Mr. of them. Pink, Mr. Peanut would bring in the Pinkertons. <laughs> uh, so I'll go with Italy, I guess, because they got Ferrero. Is is that? Yeah, Italy. It's uh, um, Michelle oh, Ferrero. Yes, you were both correct. Woo! Yeah, Michele Ferrero. Um, yeah, twenty five point two billion. He was forced out by the like socialist radicals during the seventies to live in Monaco, and then moved after a while of living there, moved his company's headquarters to Luxembourg because <laughs> uh, he just loves tax havens. Uh, yeah, he's a ridiculous man that doesn't let anyone into his factories and doesn't allow anyone to speak about what happens into his factories, even though they're, like, all over this fucking continent. Um, and also this fact I love. Forever Wait, so what was Nutella made of them before it had vegetable oil in it? Was it just... Like, cocoa beef? powder and crushed hazelnuts, basically, yeah. yeah. There's an Italian name for what it's called, but it's, like, a delicacy from the Piedmont region, which he's from. Oh, okay. And just by adding the vegetable oil, I think he just made it stupidly cheap. Mm. And probably last longer, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I was about to say that, probably, too. Yeah. Uh, for every hundred hazelnuts, hazelnuts grown on the earth, 15 end up in one of his products. Cool. Yeah, and he, like, owns, like, a shit bunch of other, like, chocolate companies in the world. However, I'm going to say, though, that Italy is not off the table for the Mega Rica competition because he's dead. Uh, he's still credited as the like, richest person in Italy because he just gave all his money to his, to his family. Son, yeah, or whatever. No, it's, it's, yeah, it's in like a weird trust thing or whatever. Yeah. Spread across like his one surviving son and his yeah. wife. It's the same thing with, like, with, with, with the ID family. So it makes it weird for Germany because they're the richest, but it's like shared between six people. Nice. So Italy will be back in play later. Okay, cool. With the, the living richest person. I think that uh, in addition, the other ingredients in uh, Nutella are like, it's like a the jungle situation where workers are just falling in the Nutella vat and they're like, <laughs> stir that up. Why not? A little chocolatey. And then that, that's like why no one's allowed here. in. So if any journalist actually got in and like reported on the terrible working conditions, they were pushed into the vat. It would, it would, no, it would be like the jungle where it's like this, like, this, like, love letter to socialism and why it's needed. And everyone's like, that's gross. There's people in my food. Like, and that's all they get out of it. <laughs> so yeah, Michele Ferrero, uh, 
you know how bad this is for my health? How much I've been eating Nutella and there's actually people in my Nutella? That's bad for me. Oh, God. So there you go. There's one of your... Finally, I did one of the Western European big ballers with their 25 billion, 25.2 billion. Yeah. yeah. yeah and we got it too Proud quickly, so I'm disappointed. Yeah. yeah. Not the problem when, I, it, when they're it, too yeah, rich. To be fair, like, I feel, I, feel, I feel good. I feel happy that I got it, yeah. that I knew who the person was. But at the same time, like... I still feel empty. All right. Yeah. Fucking Denmark had an election and it's, it's a weird one. I think everyone's, so the main one is like, there's a left block and there's a right block, a red block and a blue block. And the red block came out on top. (laughs) Go on. What? What? Like a Dr. Seuss. (laughs) Red block, blue block, left block, right block. (laughs) First thing I want to say, Kieran, you, you were being a little rude. All right. All elections are beautiful and perfect. They're all our children. I love all elections, no matter where they are, no matter what the outcome is, they're all beautiful. Okay? Right. So, that bad. so yeah. Going to the Dr. Seuss. Check Su- yourself. Okay. Going to the Dr. Seuss, like, children's book thing again as well is like, in Danish politics, you have to pick, like, a single letter for your party to represent, like, be represented. X. <laughs> no, it's literally that. Like, the, the. X is gonna give it to you. The social Dems are just. By give it to a. you, I mean an ethno national state. <laughs> <laughs> But some of them are like picking letters because they look cool. So like the red green list, who are the good guys that we like, like absolute pimps. They just have like the O with the cross through it. That's in Dan- like Danish language. I think it's only because it looks cool. Yeah, it <laughs> uh, I think that is. I don't think there's any other reason. Yeah, I think most of the letters are, except for like the ones that are the first, like Venster, the um, like alda member but they're all, they're actually just like the conservative party there they pick the v because their party begins with v no yeah. i don't think anyone else has done that well like alternative use the a with the yeah with the ring thing. above us yeah yeah in so the o? yeah but that's not what alternative starts with in danish yeah it just starts with the regular a yeah but a is already taken by the social democrats for some reason <laughs> Can I get a social democrats? A so yeah, the social democrats got the most seats, but they didn't really do that much. Like the Denmark has those weird racist social democrats. (laughs) Yes, they do. Where they're like, you had like a decent list of all the shit they'd done, like seizing jewelry from refugees to pay for their like care. Uh, putting... <laughs> Literal Nazi yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but this is to pay. They're like, no, no, we're gonna keep the like, we're not gonna like imprison them or anything. But we are gonna take their jewelry in order to pay for their healthcare. <laughs> but the healthcare will be top notch. <laughs> <laughs> um, the idea of putting them on like an, a processing island in the middle of the Baltic Ocean to like. Yeah, uh, literal Nazi shit again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was... Let's see if we can get Nazi bingo here. Right, yeah. I got two already. <laughs> that um, that island was formerly used for like disease control or something. So I mean, we're know. not using it now. We may as well put some refugees. <laughs> Due on. to the top-notch healthcare that we fund with refugee jewelry. <laughs> so, so true. Being really concerned about disease control, disease control was the free space on the Nazi bingo. So everyone already already, already, <laughs> already checked that one off. Everyone has that. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, so I think the like narrative that's being kind of pushed is like, oh, uh, the center, the center left got racist, and that's why they did well, but like they didn't do well. They like held their current number of seats, but well, they, they they gained they one gained seat. one seat. <laughs> they gained one seat. They lost like point four percent of the vote that they yeah. had compared to the last time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like a shit ton of people who voted for them last time moved to other parties. They just gained like a similar amount back. 
And yeah, if you look at that polling that asks people, "Oh, who did you vote for last time? Who did you vote for this time?" They they retained like seventy five percent of their previous voters. So it's yeah. not like they got loads of new people. It's that most of the people who voted with them previously just did again. Yeah. Whereas like other parties did actually make actual gains. So <laughs> yeah, and it's like the the whole thing seems to be that a lot of the people who didn't vote for them this time was because of their racist policies. And they went to parties that were like a little bit better on it, although their economics were probably worse. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But the better headline is the, I mean, the racist like, lost seats. There's not many things worse than funding social programs through stolen jewelry. I mean, <laughs> you're already pretty fucking low with that. Yeah, you could fund tax cuts with <laughs> stolen jewelry. Just saying. Oh, um, the other thing to take take away from this is the Danish People's Party, which is like the fucking actual actual racist party yeah that like no one wanted to work with they like they have been continuously dropping percentage in the polls since the beginning of the year and they fucking lost half of their seats more than half their more seats. than half their seats from 37 to 16 yep um about 20 percent of their former vote went to other like blue block parties um and they also voted for like parties like Stramkurs, which ended up didn't getting in, but we'll mm-hmm. we'll get to Stramkurs in a bit. Um in terms of other like right wing shit, we got the like the new right or Neo Borgalia. Mm-hmm. They're um they started to they started because the Danish People's Party wasn't racist enough. I love when that happens. Yeah, that's great. Uh they got four seats. They um I can see they want to deport all foreigners who quotations don't contribute to the welfare of Danish society, and then the other thing they want to do is eliminate corporate corporation tax, like just completely. This is the, that sounds like the worst party that exists. I know, right? <laughs> we want to be a tax haven of just ethnically pure Danish people. <laughs> <laughs> so move your corporations here, but keep your people out. Yeah. I can like I I can just imagine it right now, just like the FT or like the Economist having just like a very like you know sober analysis about how this party is like the future of Europe. <laughs> mm, yeah, because they always like I just I love election time with with the, the European neoliberal papers because there was one with FT the other day that it was like. You know, France, they're just, they're not living up to their stereotypes. Like, the fuck is up with that? It's like, you, like, what? Like, you don't realize that the, Euro- like, European countries are, like, these very complex cultural things. Mm, yeah. But no, it's like, the French are smoking less and wearing less berets. Like, what's up with that? <laughs> that was literally <laughs> the fucking article. I spent a long time learning these, these stereotypes. Don't change them now. <laughs> I'm not relearning them. Black and white horizontal striped t-shirt stocks are down in France. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, we'll just go to this fucking whatever this what, what was this party called? Uh, this is the, wait, wait, the oh, this is the new right. The new right. Okay, yeah. yeah, just like the economists being like, yeah, like they're a little kooky, but you know their tax plan is top notch. <laughs> Ethnic Danes will not have a better opportunity to invest in their own country than <laughs> this <laughs> fucking. <laughs> shitty possibly nazi party or i guess they're not nazis because it's just full-blown like extreme like free market fascism yeah know? it's weird the in terms of like the good parties that we would support like the red green list and the socialist people's party did okay they got 13 and 14 seats respectively but the thing that like upset a lot of people was that like the red green list underperformed their polls mm. they were getting like nine percent of the polls and they ended up only getting like 6.9 percent in the actual vote 
Because like if they got like close to ten percent, that would have been like a massive fucking gain for them. Um, do, 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 do. And then like just my last little list of weird things that I found out about Danish politics by looking at this: the Christian Democrats in Den- in Denmark are actually Christian. Like they just have like they actually have policies that are very pro Christian. They're like super into refugees as long as they're Christian, and like we should take all of them in. Um, it's it's weird. It's like the only Christian Democrats I've seen. They're like, yeah, Christianity is still a part of this. Um, a very strong opinion about Constantinople. <laughs> <laughs> we should let it into Denmark. <laughs> I think you should, if you, if you name your party something, it has to be that. You can't just say it. Like, you can't have a name and then be like, oh, these are our beliefs. I want it in one line alone. If you're the Christian Democrats, you're Christian and you like Democrat, democratic uh, events. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Social Democrats, well, you like being social. <laughs> well, this is the thing. The center-right party in Denmark is called the left. Yeah, it's very confusing. Because they've been around since, like, 1890, and back then they were. <laughs> but, they, <laughs> but they, like, things have changed. Um, weird things that I've also learned. Uh, Joachim B. Olsen was a, a Liberal Alliance candidate. He advertised on Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> like, before, like, the pre-roll ads on porn would just be like, hey, it's me, vote for me. <laughs> Danish elections and like he had to confirm on social media it's like yep that's me on Pornhub um, they performed really poorly they <laughs> they went from 13 seats to 4 <laughs> he resigned <laughs> um, and then of course our, our boy the big wet Rasmus Paladin racist YouTube lawyer prankster unfortunately his party hardline Stramkurs did not get in well, I, I just want to back up for a second. I can't keep track of all these parties. They all seem really racist to me. Yeah, like, it's Denmark. <laughs> <laughs> and so Rasmus Paladon, for those who don't know, well, first of all, he didn't get in, like you said. Yeah. But he was just like the most extreme of all of them, like burning Korans and trying to and saying, yeah, we were going to cleanse Denmark yep. of all of the... I actually have a quote here. There would be... <laughs> I have a quote that says, uh, best case scenario, there would be no Muslims on this planet. Yeah. From Rasmus Paladin. So it's, I mean, but it's kind of a spectrum in Denmark. It's like, it kind of flows over into Stromkos, even though they didn't get any seats. It's like, instead of a left and a right wing, they just have like a a, a torrent of water that just all just flows rightwards and then just completely falls off one edge into the Baltic Sea. And then eventually (laughs) you get to the, like the disease refugee island or something. But yeah, no, um, fucking Rasmus is like ridiculous. He's like caused riots in Copenhagen by like throwing Korans onto the floor. Yeah. And so we should say if, if you're a Danish listener, you certainly know him. Uh, if you don't know him, look up his photo. Uh, he looks like a Gamorrean guard from Star Wars. The like big green pig that gets eaten by the, by the rancor. Look at, look at fucking Rob Flex in here with his extended universe knowledge. Yeah, that extended universe. That's in Return of the Jedi. Six, no, I know it's in Return of the Jedi, but I always just called it the Green Pig Man <laughs> that gets eaten by the Rancor. Okay, yeah, their name like, is never actually like said. he yeah. he he looks like yeah like a like a monster come to life. Like he looks like I mean straight. I mean he's a YouTuber, right? But that kind of. Yeah, I was part wait, of... he's actually a YouTuber. You weren't joking about that. No, but like, I mean, he yeah. was already actively active political before the YouTube, but it's key. It's a key part of the whole. Yeah, I mean, like he's like one of the most outreach. subscribed to like Danish YouTubers. 
Uh, he's really popular with teenagers, even though he looks like he has like maybe just several like new types of gout that we don't that know about. Like uh, maybe yeah, maybe just like young kids think it's like a Star Wars fan channel of like a dude like, <laughs> like Gamorrean guard. Oh, the guy who was in the Gamorrean guard <laughs> suit tells us about the Quran. Wants us to vote for his new uh, new party, the Huts. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. Like all, a lot of his money came from YouTube. Because YouTube and, like, live stream... So not Pornhub? Not him, like, jacking off before, you know, being like, oh, baby, vote for me. <laughs> uh, like, j- jack off instructions. Like, you're going to vote Stram Coors in the election. <laughs> speak, speak, okay, so this gets into a point about Rasmus Paladin is that, like, he made a lot of his money uh, that went in, apparently went into the campaign for this election that got him no seats, but still. Like, he made a lot of his money by, like... There's a feature on YouTube when you live stream, there's like a thing called Super Chat, which is the comment in the big torrent of chat comments yeah. can be pinned to the top by the person who made the comment paying. Um, and that's where a lot of his money came from. People would like pay to have their comments pinned on his like live stream. Hmm. And analysis was done on it by like Storyflow, which is like an Irish social media company, analysis company. That was just like, yeah, like all of these comments between April 21st and June 1st were like, Openly Islamophobic and anti-Semitic. I was just gonna say, like, is it those people who just like will pay to have like fourteen eighty-eight like written at the top or something. Cool. Yeah, yeah it's just much. normal Twitch stuff. He's like yeah. streaming himself burning a Quran, and he gets like a million dollar donation. He's like, oh yeah, thanks. Sorry, I don't burn Qurans with fans though. Thanks though. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, this is the thing. No, he does burn Qurans. <laughs> no, with, like, <laughs> I know. Well, he, he announces where he's gonna go, and he just like meets and greets, and then burns a Quran. So like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. Uh, YouTube takes like a thirty percent cut of all of these things as well, so that's that's a fun, that's a fun little comment there. Literally, we're getting mad; they're getting rich. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's Rasmus Paladin. Like, yeah, he has strong. I mean, from what I've read about him, like he's basically like a Danish Ted Cruz. If and Rasmus Paladin even had a quote on his Wikipedia, like. Yeah, I kind of got in a little too deep, so I kind of got to roll with this. <laughs> like, and I feel like Ted Cruz just—I mean, the Republican Party is already a, a like a white nationalist vehicle, so he can just like hop on in there. But there's the same kind of like extreme debate logic lawyer mm. energy that just wants to like take over the world and tell us about the like um, the gun situation. Well, all right, I mean. All right. If you're listening and you know more about this, please update us because I am, so I'm, good, I'm using Google Translate. This is just one of many things that Paladin does. I mean, his Wikipedia page in Danish is just a whole list of ridiculous situations. Um, he refers to uh, the Quran as homo Islam. That's that's cool. Sick burn. <laughs> He's using it in the sense that like it is um, that there's only he, one Islam. That he happens. was a member of. <laughs> <laughs> he was a member of um oh he was a member of this left what's it called Venestra Venstra. Yeah, yeah yeah they're, they're he, not yeah it's called the left but they're the center right party yeah. of and he was a member of uh the new citizens what's it called oh that's the new reich yeah uh, Neuberg, can't keep, like i said can't keep track of all of those and he was yeah. kicked out of the the the, the new the, right. the new right party because there was some speech where he's like we're going to like the sewers are going to run red with foreign blood mm. where it belongs and it's like all right. He went. He followed, you like know, the civil, like the Paris. reckoning. The civil war is coming. Um. So that's cool. One. Let me let me try to find this here. He basically he brought a gun to a meeting mm-hmm. of the Lars Filks committee. I don't know what that is. 
but he basically brought a gun the place to prove a point. Available, <laughs> it shouldn't be. Uh, and s- it was, and then he told the radio that it was like a performance art that he did <laughs> to illustrate that the police respond poorly to real terrorist threats. Because, <laughs> because you know, that would be me. <laughs> me, a terrorist. Nobody arrested me when I was being a terrorist. And at the extreme, this, <laughs> this is, is bad. He's about white privilege. This is, this is bad translation, so please correct us. But it says, I just have to read it because I'm just yeah, very yeah, interested. Yeah. Um, he says he did a similar work. I guess that means a similar piece of performance art. Yeah. Uh, called the Horror of Empire in Orange terrorism. County, California. <laughs> I've done it before and I'll do it again. So wait, are ISIS just like you know massive performance <laughs> artists? Yeah. Like. <laughs> well, that's how you know that you can get the funding. You can fund ISIS because it's just you're just funding artwork. Your patron, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, patron of the arts. I give so much money to ISIS. <laughs> it's this young cash-strapped startup in the Middle East. <laughs> what's that like? What's that like Kickstarter thing? But it's for like companies trying to be started in the third world the global south it's like that but you stand up giving it to isis imagine the fucking like isis like patreon video or <laughs> you know we you know our work <laughs> super cut <laughs> super cut <laughs> oh it's dumb um, you know, I get my coffee from the zapatistas they get their art from isis <laughs> The, 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 patron, theory. the patron economy is just beautiful it works for the whole world um, uh, but the thing that i particularly loved about this like gun story was like supposedly to get away with it he quotes an article from the vienna convention yeah so he demands under article 36 of the vienna convention oh, to speak with the danish consul <laughs> and he also refers to the fifth amendment of the u.s constitution in denmark I don't know if that was in Denmark or maybe Orange County. Really unclear. Ah, <laughs> uh, Denmark. The if Orange you know County, more about the situation, please contact us. The so. energy of someone who fucking quotes to get out of their like weird gun performance art quotes the Vienna Convention <laughs> or co- quotes the Constitution of a country that he is not in. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, he's a debate kid I see why gone wild. Love him, like. Yeah. He's he's like you know when when all the like uh, um, the like the actual Nazis online and the alt right are like calling Ben Shapiro a cuck. Yeah. They like want Ben Shapiro to turn into Erasmus Paladin and be like, like, "All right, sh- I'm a, I'm a debate kid who's now just wants to murder everyone." I'm a debate kid with a gun. <laughs> so, any final thoughts on Denmark the I'm, situation? I'm Paladin. Again, adding this to my list of European countries that I, I particularly don't like. <laughs> well, you know, there might be a left block alliance that gets in the government that doesn't let the Social Democrats do all their gross anti-immigrant stuff, but. Mm. There also might not be. So, yeah. Yes. yeah and that's probably more that likely. Seems to it'll be a, a theme with you. Yeah. You know, who knows what's going to happen? It'll be something. It'll, <laughs> it'll probably be bad, but I don't want to say that because then I'll be the bringer of bad news. Um, yeah. So, like, the whole thing with like Danish politics is they have the like the pre kind of like informal coalitions of re- left block and right block. Yeah. But you, they can just break those. And I think the Social Democrats are talking about doing like a Groco situation with Venstra, the center right party. Uh, which so would, like extra racist. Yeah, it would just be yeah. garbage, which yeah, is yeah. hot garbage. But like, presumably, if they did the left block, it could be like a Portugal situation. I remember, I, Denmark to me just sounds like a country that when I was in Prague one time and I was in a hostel sitting there. there was European a expert here. No, no, no. Like, so this is, Denmark this is, sounds like Prague. No, no, no. no like, <laughs> let me finish. Like, okay, the, okay. That, that mentality sounds like this guy who was at the bar complaining to the bartender who was like british or something like that like because everyone in a hostel 
who is there is ob- like who works there is obviously not from the country normally. And there's this dude who's from the Netherlands who's just complaining continuously about just how much just like how how shitty the Netherlands is and how like Prague is like the most perfect or like the most perfect European city for him because there's Ooh. no immigrants going around. Ooh. Did he look like yeah. an extended universe Star Wars character? Uh, no, he had like he had like like you know just really normal Aryan energy. Like so, he was a Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but yeah. that to me, like, but that's but that's the Paul because because the guy thinks he's like big and worldly, and he's like, oh, you know, ooh, I live like in a different city, but in reality, he's just like an absolutely insane fucking maniac, yeah. just complaining mm-hmm. in a different country about immigrants in a country that then he doesn't even live in anymore, while he's being an immigrant in a country. Like, yeah, he lived in Prague. Yeah. yeah. He just went to this bar. He's like, oh, I love meeting international people, but I can't fucking stand brown people in my own country. Yeah, Paladin does have, like, the unhinged guy that you were forced to share a room with in a hostel kind yeah. of vibe, oh. including, like, being incredibly pasty oh. and European and then just covered in a thin it's layer of sweat, sweat. which is not oh. meant to be and, in this and the, climate. And, that, and the hats, the fedoras, all. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh. And it's just the. Please look up his photo if you haven't seen it. We'll, it's mostly fedoras. We'll mo- we'll probably come back to Denmark another time and revisit this guy. But fucking just, Christ, just imagining that little squeal he gives out when the rancor bites. Him. <laughs> 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 look, I know we're. That's like, how you translate "re" into Danish. Just, <laughs> look, we squeal. understand. Like on the left, there's a lot of different theories about electoralism. Maybe you want to vote for the. The best of uh, the the lesser of two evils. Maybe you'll purely stick with like the red green list. Maybe you'll like abstain from voting altogether. But here I am, Kieran. I am advocating for Rancor list <laughs> to stop <laughs> Stramcores. I'm just saying, in the Star Wars Bounty Hunter game, you could run around killing those guys you could. as much oh, as you want. Oh, really? Yeah. So if you're Danish and you were upset by him, just we have saying. to get this video game banned immediately. That's hate speech. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But that seems like a weird, like, the Donkey Kong meme against Graham Linehan. It's just, it starts becoming, like, screenshots from that video game just sent to his Twitter account. It's like, it's like the dumb milkshake tweets. First Donkey Kong, now Jedi Bounty Hunter. What's next? <laughs> Fortnite? Are they going to yeet us out of our homeland? <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> uh. Okay, so from one... Yeah. Well, I, well, I mean, we should also say that we will talk more about Denmark in the future. All our Danish listeners, thank you for listening. Sorry we didn't go that much in depth. Shout out all the, like, Antifa groups. Keep doing good work there. Uh, yeah, we'll be back. Yeah. But we have other crazy countries stupid, to deal with today. Stupid, stupid, stupid countries. It's like It's like Germany is shit and just, like sends out vibes of of shit to all their neighbors well it's like each planet has a moon yeah and the moons of <laughs> and germany and the moon came from the earth originally yeah, right like yeah, a little yeah, piece yeah. that like broke the moons off. of like germany bad bad country but germany deals with their shit mainly through like white guilt or racism like it's 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 which is also still racism the white guilt sometimes somehow both <laughs> yeah sometimes both if you're the green party um but yeah denmark austria the moons of Germany. <laughs> Fucking just, if everything just disgusting just got like lodged out of Germany and ended up in these countries. I love how our like, our discussion of Europe is very much just like Germany and then the countries that, the countries that border them. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, we live here, baby. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm not looking forward to the Poland episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's no moon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we get started on this? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, today we are going to talk about you 
if you're living in Europe, you've probably heard of this, that there's something with Ibiza. There's a country, first off, called Austria. That there's a country <laughs> called <laughs> Austria. <laughs> that there's a country called Ibiza. It's <laughs> a state of mind called Ibiza. <laughs> and that uh, some stuff's going on. So we're going to break it down. We're going to break down the video. As we've already hinted at, we're going to give you some uh, tips how to how to pick up Russian heiresses and, and make deals. And then, yeah, we're going to go through the... Give a little context to this, what's going on with the government in Austria, a little bit of the history that we can dive into, and then most importantly, what does this mean for liberal democracy in Europe? Everything and nothing at the same time. <laughs> I, I Actually, that about sums it up. So. <laughs> and how do Done. We... Episode over. Bye. Small shifts in polling averages. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Moderate shifts. Delectable. So first thing we should say is this was a joint revelation from Der Spiegel and the Süddeutsche Zeitung, two, two magazines or a magazine and a newspaper here in Germany. Um, and it was a big breaking news. I mean, Süddeutsche Zeitung also uh, did a lot with the Panama Papers and things like that, the Paradise Papers, mm. uh, and the same, at least some of the same journalists. So it was definitely framed in this mold. And it actually did take down the Austrian government as they the dissolved. I mean, this happened, what, three weeks ago now? And the government dissolved two weeks ago. Um, maybe that doesn't mean all that much, as we're going to talk about a little later, because Sebastian Kurz's party actually went up in the polls. Mm. But one thing first, we, we have to deal with uh, the, mo the important things first. And the most important thing is that Hans Christian Schacher looks fucking good in this video. He's looking, <laughs> he's wearing a tank top, looking a little sweaty, just like, like smoking yeah. cigarettes after cigarettes. Just the most just stereotypical... Uh, it's like shitty hostile vibe again. Yeah, yeah, just the most stereotypical caricature of a German. It's, German it's, like, a, it's like a yeah. shitty hostile, except, and they say here in the report, they paid like, it was like 3,000 euros for three nights at the villa, and they have like, yeah, Maz, uh, Maybox outside and stuff. Beamer, Benz, and Bentley, baby. So, yeah. So, in the video... There's the head of the FPU, the far-right party in Austria, which is in a coalition with the UVP, which is the center-right party in Austria, headed by Sebastian Kurz, mm. the young little, yeah. Snack. Snack, racist snack, <laughs> who's running Austria, who just, the German media, oh, they just fall over themselves. Like, literally, I found something, like, I found... Back back in like 2014, when Kurtz was like coming to Germany and he was like coming on the scene, mm. there are literally German newspapers that are like, "Is this the new Metternich?" and stuff like that. Like they're just falling over themselves to talk about how like, oh, he's just so young and like youthful and just energetic and like yeah. this is what this is the kind of leader we need. I was thinking about racist snacks still and realized that that is a big problem in Germany actually. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like some crisps? It's orientalish flavor. <laughs> I don't know. Like, what is it? The, uh, the yeah, I don't. Dickmans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it used to be just called the N word. Oh, cool. Yeah. Fantastic. I, the, the, there was some like decent reporting when he first came to Germany that I remember quite a bit. Like, there's like a left wing paper that I forgot the name of that like just took all the like, uh, very right wing titles about like immigrants like of like oh look who they're letting into the country and it was just pictures of sebastian kurtz in germany <laughs> <laughs> and like... yeah and we're not just gonna be distracted by just a just a normal looking 32 year old like someone who looks like my grandson but wearing a nice suit <laughs> so well in his he life so he's done so you know of him. you haven't done that well but your cousin sebastian <laughs> he's he's chancellor of germany and you know you never write 
so, but sadly, Sebastian Coates is not in this video. They talk about him and talk about his orgies. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And a bunch of cool, all the cool stuff. This is, this is a, all right. Hans Christian Schacher, as, as we talked about, leader of the FPU. Yeah. Looking good in the video. Just in this sweating in a tank top. And a messy bitch. There's just so much gossip in this video. I know, it's so good. <laughs> like, I, I really want to know why... Uh, what's his name again? What's his last name? Strache. Strache, yeah. Like, really want to know how Strache knows about the orgies? <laughs> because... Is it like a jealousy thing that he wasn't invited? Yeah, what a weird way to don't try and discredit Kurtz. Just yeah. be like, my my political opponent, he fucks. We must <laughs> <No>. tell everyone. <laughs> <laughs> everyone must know he's a weird guy. Yeah. No, it's literally like, yeah, my political opponent, he has sex. Isn't that fucking weird? Don't you agree with me, hot Russian girl? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, if it's not, yeah, you know, it'd be fucking crazy if, like, you know, we had sex. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a joke. <laughs> Um, yeah, if it's not not clear by now, they are a strong incel party, but you know, they're in the Austrian government, so we got to know about them. (laughs) So in the video, and apparently in addition to smoking a lot of cigarettes, Straha just just pounds Red Bulls and he calls himself the Red Bull brother. Nice. Uh, because Red Bull is actually one Does of Red the. Red Bull mix good with cocaine. I I don't know. Oh, okay. We we call that we call that the the the, the real Vienna Schnitzel. <laughs> Pour a little cocaine in your Red Bull. Although when you shut com- up, shut up, shut up. When you combine cocaine and Red Bull, it's the Anschluss. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That was better. Yay! <laughs> Much better. Uh, but Red Bull was one of the companies because it's based in Austria. Yeah. That he just told this like pur- like a purported Russian heiress like yeah you should contact them like we're all buddies here um, so yeah we should get into the actual video so it's Straha this guy Gudenus who is was or he's probably resigned by now the vice mayor of Vienna so also a pretty big position and Straha Straha is the head of the FPU and the vice chancellor of Austria considers Gudenus to be his kind of his uh, protege his right hand man right. So those two were there, the uh, Gudenis's wife, and then a woman who was who claimed to be the niece of a Russian billionaire, uh, Igor Makarov, a Russian oligarch close to Vladimir Putin. Mm. That's not that's not a real person. That's the villain from like Call of Duty Modern Warfare. <laughs> <laughs> and very very sneaky. She said that she also had a Latvian passport, Ooh. so she can operate. In the EU, yeah. and they were like, "What a dirty, dirty girl!" Good enough for me. <laughs> they were like, "They and as Zudeutsche, which is uh, like, I guess we'll get into it now." They wrote up this whole like takedown of this whole video of them just saying a bunch of dumb stuff like, "Yeah, you want to buy this newspaper? Like, that'd be great if you could do that. We'll give you anything you want. Literally, like, if you help us, we'll just you want 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 to buy that? Want to buy this? Like, we'll sell it all to you." But you know what I could really go for right now. It's like a fistful of cocaine. No, a nice cold Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> Corner Speedy bought you by Red Bull. <laughs> you by Red Bull. The, there's a ton of stuff in the video because they were together for seven hours. They had dinner and then, like I said, they go out to the club afterwards. And he didn't fuck. He didn't. Didn't fuck. No. Oh That's weird. God. That's what Kurt does. I, I, her lawyer was there too, so it was like ostensibly a business meeting. Like, Sadly, like no an, one fucked. An, like, like an irony gangbang. No, uh, it's uh, it's Austrian government. Like, okay, I'm Straka. I'm the idea guy. Kurt's the fucking guy. <laughs> oh God. Um, but the kind of the centerpiece of the whole video, at least what a lot of people are pointing out, is this like 
a sensible quid pro quo and also the like the business reason for the meeting was that the purported heiress who is obviously a, a plant mm. um said that she would buy the Kona Zeitung and and in exchange if she bought that and gave the FPU positive coverage then the FPU would kind of give her whatever sell they talked about selling off the public broadcaster in Austria and then a bunch of other different companies too right just kind of anything was available and there was there was a real like coked up like what about this? This is available too. Why not that? I know this guy. And <laughs> what if we started a restaurant together? <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of different things we have to like get at here. One thing that maybe the papers are overestimating is that like Straha is some mastermind who actually can pull all these connections off rather than just some like like dude who's like, yeah, yeah, I know him too. I know that billionaire also. I know he's, so many I know so many billionaires. You, he's what are you so fuck he's got jizzed up energy. He's just As he said in the video, he's like, I just wanted to impress her. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, let's stick with the Kona Zeitung to start. And wait, throughout the entire time of the video, he like knows that it's being recorded and he's like, This is a bad idea. I'm just still gonna fucking do it. Yeah, he says at one point, like, this is a trap. And the guy's like, No, it's not. And then he's like, Alright. <laughs> <laughs> the guy, uh his his right hand man, his protege, who's yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. the younger guy. <laughs> yeah, his his like student, his protege is just like, This is a trap. No, it's not. The student has become the master. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, does another line <laughs> <laughs> slams <the> red bull <laughs> um so yeah the Kona Zeitung we should say is basically like build in Austria but uh, more racist but it's an extremely <laughs> racist I mean alright this is another thing we have to get at like 25 25- logging for Der Stormer <laughs> but you just <laughs> can't get it in Germany like 25% of people in Austria apparently read it which is a too very many. large number mm. uh, and it's just like a racist tabloid like many countries have uh, one of the things that's funny sad to me is that maybe it's not so political like explicitly political so like yeah if they did say like just vote for the FPU please vote for the FPU then the FPU's numbers will go up (laughs) but like to say that like yeah finally like we can start implementing the FPU agenda once we buy the Kona Zeitung it's like the whole news the whole paper is just a bunch of racist drivel so like it's already achieving their their platform like what what it's it's fine you don't need to they just like write the title in like just like ruins then like i don't know how much further <laughs> well it's funny all right that fucking paper can get so in in der spiegel they say uh and i'm quoting now with the newspaper straka said that uh, she the alleged russian heiress mm. would be in league with the 10 most powerful people in austria there were still outliers on the Konitz zeitung editorial staff straka said three four people who needed to be shown the door but he added that we'll quickly bring in five new ones are things really that simple journalists are the biggest whores on the planet he said I mean, yes. The young woman asked what the investment would bring her personally. You would have a weapon in your hand that allows you to do whatever you want in Austria, Straha answered. Anyone who owns the Kona, he said, is not only an opinion leader, but has a monopoly on power that allows them to open up other business paths. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I Yeah, it's still just this weird logic of like, all right, if we make the Daily Mail right wing... <laughs> 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 But it's, it, if, what if instead of the Daily Mail saying you should vote conservative, what if they, what if they said you should vote for like UKIP or whoever the like thing at the time is? Yeah. <laughs> so I think Straka's problem isn't that the paper isn't pushing his agenda; it's that it's also not including it with and Straka is the one to do it. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, like because 
Austrian media did have a very like similar to a lot of German media did have like a fawning over Kurtz as this like ideologue young, yeah like future of the party has like managed to get control from all the old old hands he changed the color of the party's logo from black to turquoise oh yeah <laughs> genius <laughs> useful genius give this man your vote your beautiful turquoise vote uh one thing that's talked about not only in the video but in austrian politics a lot apparently is as we alluded to earlier hungary and Viktor orban so the fpu talks about orban a lot they mm. say um, we want to just be like Orban. We have so much respect for Orban. Why can't we do that here? And he says, "Why can't we speak Hungarian here?" <laughs> let me uh, let me find the exact quote. Oh, he says exactly. We want to build a media landscape like Orban did. Oof. Mm. Cool. Good luck. <laughs> well, the thing is, there. In fairness, no- in fairness, if that meeting was legit, that is the first step. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, they're not that far away because um, there's, as we'll get into, a long history of corruption in Austria, a long history of corruption with the FPU, and like especially the FPU, but all Austrian parties. And yeah, like they've made no secret about the fact that like this is some like new thing that they're going to take over. I think a lot of the newspapers try to do the gotcha, like you criticize corruption in Brussels, but you're actually the corrupt one, and it's like. I don't think that that's some big revelatory point that's going to change everyone's minds. Mm. They just, yeah, <laughs> it's a death cult. <laughs> death cult. Death cult. Death cult. <laughs> like it's a way of cutting off the head. Like you can get rid of Straka, but you can't get rid of the party by being like, "But their leader was corrupt." I was like, and <laughs> all right, here's here's another pasty, sweaty man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have a whole truck of them. <laughs> yeah. So one thing that uh, they're Sean- all willing to do weird, horny mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> one thing that uh, uh, Straha said repeatedly in the video. Yo, she was hot. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> was that everything has to be legal? No matter what. So basically, he would just say. <laughs> Everything has to be legal. What age are you, by the way? <laughs> well, that he kind of said it like it was a j- get out of jail free card. He's like, yeah, all right, but this is going to be legal. And then, like, apparently. <laughs> what is this weird conflation of, like, legality with morality? If it's legal, therefore it's good. <laughs> it's, it's really, like, that, yeah, German mindset. Yeah, yeah. God damn it. Austria, be more different. <laughs> All right, let let me read some quotes from Shaha to make this point. Uh, He kept coming back to the principle of honesty, and his repeated avowals on the subject that evening in Ibiza began to sound like an incantation. This is sacred to me. I don't do anything illegal, he said multiple times, perched between Red Bull drinks and ashtrays on the sofa. This is who I am, and it's my strength. He said he always rejected attempts at bribery because I don't need that shit, and said he wants to get up in the morning and say, I'm clean. He claimed that this was always his way, and in truth, it brought me to where I am today. Now the big players say, we need to take this guy seriously. Wait, is this him, like, like talking about himself? Ta- this, is ta- this is him talking about himself in the video. Is he, like, is he a cool. rapper doing an Instagram live video? Like, what <laughs> is this? <laughs> and that's when he steals the cocaine and he runs out shouting, Munka. Striker gang. But... Then it just goes, I mean, throughout, there's a lot of back and forth between Shaha saying like, no, 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 we're not. Or like, he'll, he'll appear very like reluctant by some claim. Like, we can't do that. And then a second later, he's like, all right, cool. But then like, you could buy this industry. That's definitely ripe to do. And then there, there's one company, Strabag. 
Oh yeah, that's yeah. the largest. It's 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 like the largest. That's who my my fucking apartment's owned by. Oh yeah, they're garbage. <laughs> I fucking well, hate them. They well, should be like. It's, it's not talking about their apartments, but Straha is bringing up the prospect that uh, public contracts for highway construction, yeah, which in general, one of the largest con- uh, uh, contracting companies in Europe, as well as one of the largest real estate companies, which in general is garbage. awarded to Strabag. Another thing Straha said, I'm not sure if he said this before or after his Instagram live uh, talk, but he did say it. When the conversation shifted to highway and road construction, the FPO chief perked up. Quote, The first thing that I can promise from a government involvement is that Hasselsteiner will not get any more contracts, Straha said, referring to Hans-Peter Hasselsteiner, an Austrian industrialist and philanthropist, who is the current chairman of Strabag, Austria's largest construction company. In 2018, Strabag had more than 15 billion euros in revenue. To this day, Hasselsteiner and his family hold more than a quarter of company shares. I really, I'm sorry, I really like the idea of just like, as soon as we moved on to the topic of highway construction, a member of the FPU perked up and was like, oh, yeah, I love building roads. I love <laughs> autobahns and whoever builds them. <laughs> autobahns, great ideas. Love and so them. apparently, maybe this is part of the reason, or I don't know, but uh, Hasselstein supports NEOS, the uh, liberal oh, party. Center, yeah. the, the small centrist party, which has gotten some gains since the yeah, Visa video I think has come we'll out. get into this, but the like, whole collapse of the government and center-left, or like the... Uh, fucking snap election stuff happening but i think there's i think kurtz's gamble is that he wants to work with neos more than he wants to work with fpu Mm. um that's like his game plan at the moment i think and that's i'm sure would be cheered as a as a as an as a huge victory for austria yeah international community um just another quote to drive the point home here if she were to to decisively help the fpu before the election quote this is from Shaha, then it wouldn't even be up for debate. Excuse me, excuse me. Tell her she should found a company like Strabag and all public tenders that Strabag now receives would then be hers. So that's basically, and there's a bunch of different shit going on. That he talks very about, Russian energy. <laughs> he talks about how the Red Bull company, they want to sell off the pub, Austria's public broadcaster to the Red Bull company. And there's a bunch of different shit like <laughs> Nothing that. Nothing but the X Games. <laughs> you know, sure, Sebastian Kurtz has been Chancellor for a handful of years now. But how will he handle at the Soapbox Derby? <laughs> Sebastian Kurtz goes down the mega ramp. Tonight. <laughs> Tonight's extreme presidential debate. <laughs> Straco will uh, fucking base Trump from the upper atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> into the chancellor's seat. They also talked about the Russian woman just making donations directly to the FPU party, and they talked about all the different billionaires who give them money. I think they didn't name names. What Straha, when Straha did name names, it was just to talk about his friends. Hmm. So I don't know if that's actually true, or he's just trying to be cool. People think that he has friends. Yeah. Um, do we do we know like do, did Sudarshan uh, Zaitung send this woman or? Like, is this an independent so this is thing? So one thing I've kind of buried the lead on is that this video is from two years ago, 2017. Yeah. And the yeah. upcoming election that they talk about is the 2017 election yeah. that put courts in power and put the FBO in power. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. So the before 2017, it was the grand coalition between mm-hmm. the center-left and center-right parties. Um, and then it was after 2017 that you had the FPU join as the um, smaller member in the coalition. And then courts was the chancellor. So it's all leading up to that, and it's only come out now, two years later, and it came out right before the EU parliamentary elections. Yeah, it was like the same week. So both of the newspapers say, or both of the uh, articles say that we didn't pay anything for this, Mm. and it was given to us, and some people say the editors knew somebody. 
And now there's a lot of information going around about how who exactly did it. Um, the Ashtaha blamed some, <laughs> blamed the, the Jews, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, Classic Austrian move. <laughs> apparently, Jan, Jan Bumemann is somehow involved. And I, and I, I was going to watch his videos to figure it out. And I'm, I just don't want to hear his chipmunk. I don't want to see the little chipmunk face talking. So I just didn't, I just didn't do that. Well, cause he got an award in Austria before this video even came out for this video. For being cool. <laughs> no, for, for this video. Like, there is a, he mentioned, no, it may not have been for this video, but he mentions this video like two or three months before it even comes out. Well, on the, so along those same lines, there's a comp, there's a group in, uh, Germany called the Center for Political Beauty. Do you know this? Yeah. yeah. Um, and they just do kind of stunts. What is, oh, like, yeah, they have like things where they, um, Base jump from the upper atmosphere. Literal, like it's shit like that, where they had like a like a lion in a cage or something like that, like recently as like a as a thing of like we're gonna throw a refugee into it to like like an example for then I guess like you know the the, the problem of like European uh, refugee policy. So they're like, oh hey, like you know, come to this point at this time where we're just murdering like, refugees. Own the conservatives. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, like, like they they, they no, do so, this, this like very like shock. Yeah, sort yeah. Of stuff. So yeah. for example, some things that they did with refugees are like they had um, rescue platforms in the Mediterranean. I don't think they actually rescued that many people with them, but it was kind of just like the symbolic thing. Mm. Um, and they do a lot of things like that, and it's. In the past, when I heard about them, I thought this is kind of like, first of all, it fits perfectly into the German mindset yeah, of like, like they are yeah, very German. Is, they are solving the problem with art. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like that person who's like with the rise of the AF day wanted to do like an interpretive dance play and that would take yeah, down the off Perfect. Day. But I will say that apparently the, the Center for Political Beauty did that, uh, neo-Nazi honeypot thing with Chemnitz. Did you yeah. see about that? They just collected the names of like they got like a huge network of people. Oh yeah! So that they're also connected to that, and some people think they're also behind this video. Wait, hang on with the, the the huge collection of names thing because I think I particularly like this one. It was like self people like self reported yeah, yeah, yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. So what it was was they're like they released this information saying, "Oh, we got a bunch of people's names from Chemnitz," and um, basically like, "Oh, here's the database." But what they didn't realize is when you went to the search box to search your name because you were someone at Chemnitz, they were recording that information. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I, I love that. That was genius. So I so if the video and that because the video for whatever did take down a government, so that's something <laughs> more than more than we're doing. Um, so maybe they. Hey, if you're at Chemnitz, just you know email us. <laughs> we'll swear we won't. Uh... <laughs> but like if it, it was a, if it was like done by a group. With the interest of not having an ultra far right government in Austria, why didn't they do this like when the government formed? Because they had this information then, and then they just sat through, bided their time through two years of terrible Austrian policy. Mm. Yeah. And oh, and they, they, they got like, a lot of shit done, right? They yeah. Did. yeah. Yeah. Like um, the only good thing that happened in Austria between now and then was like uh, same sex marriage was legalized, but that was due to a constitutional hiccup. Like they were like the previous ban on same-sex marriage is unconstitutional, so I guess it's legal now, mm. and they tried to stop it. Yeah, like that's the only good thing that happened in Austria since then. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a good point. And it's just confusing more than anything else. And it seems like maybe it was done by like independent, an independent journalist or somebody, or people who wanted money but then yeah. pay. I don't know. Yeah. The other, well, the other side of it, I think the like harebrained conspiracy I've been hearing 
uh, and I don't know, I'll get the temperature of the room on this one, is that it was someone loyal to Kurtz. Because Kurtz mm. wants rage of the FPU. Yeah. Yeah. I think that makes, like, as much sense as anything else. Yeah, because if it was something like the, the uh, whatever, the Center for Political Beauty or whatever. <laughs> I can find the, the evidence for that. It scares me, that um, name. Yeah, it would make no sense that they would be sitting on that for over two years and then just, like, shit, just, like, you know, falling from the ceiling for, you know, what, what's been happening with the Austrian government. Because, mm. like, I don't know if we're going to get into this, but I have a fucking, like, laundry list of all the garbage shit they've done. Should I do that now or is that later? Uh, yeah, I just want to say for to the creation of video... They had suspicious behavior on Twitter. The group being the first to follow a new account that was the first to tweet about the initial publication of the video's content. That's all I got. Okay. But maybe it was already known in backdoors with Boomerang and stuff. Or okay. They, or they obtained the video and spread it around or something, but the original True. perpetrator True. could have been. Or that. Yeah. Either way, all right, a what's bunch your, of messy bitches. What's your list? <laughs> I just like the list of like garbage things that the FPOS... Uh, FPO oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let, let's, let's, so let's transition. So we kind of introduced the video yeah uh the government collapsed <laughs> yeah so that's that was also a little surprising to me because it's like really like you can get away with a bunch of shit you're just gonna resign like out of nowhere because maybe that's just me because my president is trump but it's like if you just never apologize you can get away with a lot of shit um i don't know i i'm not gonna that, yeah. that's still a conversation to like plan in austria but i will say that it's not the first time the fpu is like all right, let's dissolve, regroup, and we'll be bigger than ever in a few years. So it's, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a weird one because like, wasn't it that basically it fell apart because Curse was gonna fire him if he didn't quit? Basically, it was the yeah, the yeah, yeah. And, and then like, he was asking for resignations from a bunch of the other ministers. Effectively, yeah, yeah, was, I, oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the exact steps were he wanted to fire this one minister who's pretty controversial, and then yeah. the FPU said if you fire him, you have to fire all of us. And he was like, and yeah, and there, there was already rumblings. For example, of this was just a couple weeks ago, but two or three months ago, there was the bombshell that the Christchurch shooter had donated money to the far right identity identitarian movement in Austria, mm. and that, that that connection, like, and then I even saw something online that maybe the the government will dissolve because of that. So it was already something that was being explored. I'm sure yeah. quotes would would love it to consolidate power, um, but yeah. That's what's happened. The whole situation with that is that, like, this is just about Kurtz consolidating power because he is up in the polls. The scandal hasn't affected him because, I guess, the general public or at least, like, the base of his party feels like he's reacted appropriately. But, mm, like, getting yeah, rid but of I, wonder, I wonder what contributed to drawing this, like, hard line between the right wing and the responsible center-right Sebastian Quartz. These are completely different. They don't have the like, same agenda at all. I still don't actually like fully understand why he stepped down from this whole scenario. Shaha? No, Sebastian Quartz. No, he was he, he was kicked out, basically. So he called for snap elections because the coalition oh, broke. Okay, the coalition right. broke, and yeah, then yeah, yeah. they all... Yeah. So then the, he lost a vote of no confidence. Yeah, that oh, also okay, the yeah, FPO yeah, voted sorry. for. Yeah. yeah, so the vote of no confidence happened because... The traditional osp- uh, opposition voted for no confidence, but then his like aggrieved uh, former coalition partners also voted in the no confidence thing. So that made a majority of no confidence. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah, he's technically not going to be care, but this is like really, really meaningless because he's not going to be caretaker chancellor, like from the in between time of now and when the elections happen in September. Yeah. September. Yeah. Um, but. He's already been stated that he's the like 
Spitzing candidate for his party for the election, and he's up in the polls. He's just going to be the chancellor again, like in three months' time. You know, when you get, you know, when you fall off that horse, let's get back get up, back up, so, so you can pass more fucking laws to like ban Muslim teachers. Yeah. So the first thing I should say is that apparently uh, this guy's claim credit, this Austrian lawyer, uh, Mirfakai von Warsaw. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he said in a press release they commissioned the video I guess that's true and that the Conan Zeitung themselves said that he sold the video for 600,000 euros oh no 600,000 in Krugerhand coins what the fuck is that is this some libertarian shit <laughs> Kurt's coin it's a South <laughs> of course it's a, it is it's a fuck. South African coin what the fuck oh <laughs> 600,000 euros worth of South African coins. To Wait, or- just, just, do to racists in- only accept like apartheid money? Like, <laughs> sorry, we don't take credit cards. Yeah. <laughs> we only take old South African currency. Uh, to an organization based in Germany. So it All could right. be that, yeah, fucking political off. beauty yeah. bought it. Yeah. Mm. If you were a straw hit, would you not be, would you not be like that weird media I had in Ibiza never really came to anything and she never contacted me again? Should I look into that further and no, maybe no, check if she was no. a plant? You, you don't understand the horny mindset because. <laughs> Maybe she'll he call me. He wasn't yeah. thinking about the like weird media, like weird meeting he had where yeah. he like gave away all the secrets because he's thinking, why didn't she call me again? Oh, how did I fuck <laughs> up chatting her up? He was just going in that cycle yeah, in his yeah. head that he got completely blinded to yeah. all the like, oh, all the secrets. <laughs> but even in that case, you, I definitely shouldn't have said they have an account then, here. Yeah, but then he's oh, like, I definitely no, no, no. He was like, looking- damn, I should have name dropped more billionaires. <laughs> then maybe she would have <laughs> fucked me. But it, it's literally the scene from The Simpsons with the like Cayman Islands account. It's like, <laughs> oh no, I shouldn't, <laughs> I shouldn't have said he was a client. Oh, I shouldn't have said the account was secret. <laughs> I shouldn't have said, that. I definitely shouldn't have said the account was illegal <laughs> it's too hot today <laughs> <laughs> yeah if he's in ibiza it was hot he wasn't thinking <laughs> but yeah we should switch to um what they've gotten done yeah, okay. do you want to go off yeah. this list because one thing well all right you, you just go all right all right all right let's go fucking countdown uh Woo! uh Monzo uh, Mojo t- top ten. Yeah, list. <laughs> mojo tv top 10 list of awful shit this coalition has done uh, all right, so let's see. They they had like these plans to drastically cut unemployment benefits, which they implemented mm-hmm. to introduce flexible labor, like you know that old thing. We talked about this in the fucking. Um, we want to introduce a sixty-hour work week too. Pretty much, but like we talked about this in the fucking um, wi- like the uh, carcel episode of like flexible labor. It'd be so great if we could just bend you into like over an iron bar and like get you to do awful shit well i guess this is on the list somewhere but what but the 12 hour work day is like under the same umbrella of flexible labor like the whole slave law that orban passed austria did it too because they love orban yeah yeah they did that <laughs> their they own were, version of it the before they got into power the maximum working time for employees was eight uh eight to 12 hours a day uh per day and from 40 to 60 hours per week uh so they switch it from eight to 12 per day 40 to 60 per week uh, can they, I'm confused. Like, can, can they do that? Because does that not, uh, con- like, not gel with the EU working time directive stuff they're supposed to have implemented? So, no, from what I understand, it's optional. Yeah. But then it's like the you employers to, can basically, basically fire it. you. Yeah. Yeah. So they've like increased what the optional opt out of it is. Yeah. To a higher number. Okay. They also uh, severely weakened Austria's like system of collective bargaining. Very uh-huh. like Germany's social market economy of like 
collective bargaining guarantees, I think something like 80% of the minimum wage for a lot of industries. Uh, let's see. Other things he accomplished, I think I mentioned this before, he basically changed the party's name to um, the Kurtz List, the new People's Party, uh, and then changed the color from black to turquoise. Um, he ha- he also con- consolidated power within his own party, Kurtz. He has like veto power over like the entire list of candidates. So if there's just someone on the list he doesn't like, just boop, they're gone. Um... Yeah, both the Kurtz and FPU leader Strache uh, presented closed borders, Islamic laws as best solution to the country's social and political problems. Wait, so they want Sharia law? <laughs> cool. Well, Sharia for Austrians. Cool. Um, yeah, the rhetorical shift of public opinion. But um, yeah, like they like they they were very open about the fact that they shared policy, like at election night. Um, Straka said at the FPU conference that like tonight almost 60% of people voted for the FPU platform because he was just counting Kurtz's votes as his uh, which is like that's some energy for but sure that was also pretty accurate because that was before the next year where they just did everything that yeah, exactly. yeah for sure. one thing that they didn't I don't know if you have this on your list one thing that was basically planned that was maybe derailed by all of this but we'll see when the new government forms is they wanted a new bureau to investigate, quote, political Islam. Yep. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. So I'll jump ahead to some of the Islam stuff. <laughs> sorry, because, sorry to force your hand here. No, it's it's a whole section. Like, like this is just reinforcing the point that, like, they got a lot of shit done. And whoever was studying this video is a massive idiot. Yeah. yeah. Really. So um, they had the, like, newly reformed Islam gazettes, uh, like, Islam law. Which like create special regulations provisions that don't apply to any other religion. Uh, both Kurtz and Straka promised that they would reform this legislation to make it easier to shut down Islamic organizations. They did that. Most recently, Austria outlawed wearing face veils in all public spaces, and this was also supported by the SPU, the Social Democrats. So, woo! I mean, the connection between the SPU. I mean, throughout Europe, the Social Democratic parties and the far right, whatever the muscular arm meme. Yeah. But in Austria, the FPU has, uh, sorry, the SPU has basically validated the FPU at several key steps uh, throughout its history. Yeah. This is true back in the 1960s, 70s, because it was what, it was the uh, SPU that it was the FPU that basically allowed the SPU to take over and not be a grand coalition anymore to have their outright majority because they kind of buttered them up. The SPU did, and then even more recently, in a lot of state level or whatever it's called in land, I guess in Austria, the there are just FPU SPU coalitions. Yeah. then they're they're doing great <laughs> they love each other the uh the last little thing i have on the like muslim thing here but there's also some more stuff in general uh is that there was like this kind of moral panic that kurt's kind of championed about like kindergartens that were run by muslim providers like muslim teachers kindergarten uh whatever you want to call them um yeah that, they were all pretty much like shut down for indoctrinating toddlers with political islam quotation marks um and this is what this was the kurtz this was the like um austrian people's party line but the freedom party austria line supported this but with the rhetoric of muslim sex predators uh is like the reason why this had to be shut down for threatening our women because you know imagine you know your wife goes to pick up a kid in the the kindergarten run by like a muslim sex predator it was basically there i mean the only solution to this is a pretty simple one actually it's solution <laughs> 
Yeah, to the problem with the FPU and the the the. All right. Okay. With UFLP. Yeah. Um, you know, just expand the Ottoman Empire back to it. None of this would have happened if they took Vienna back when they were supposed to. None of this would have happened. We would have, you know, Austria would have been safe. Yeah. Under the good type of Sharia. <laughs> Boy, I got that good Sharia. Uh, last two little things I have on my list of like the things they did. Um, kind of going more on the economic stuff. They cut a lot of like public social spending and social benefits. They cut corporate tax rates. Uh, and they also did a lot of like unraveling of Tennessee laws. That is like, and that kind of shit is the main reason why Red Vienna is called Red Vienna is because of its very generous like social housing programs and like renters' rights. Like, we were talking about this with Deutsche Vona last week, but, like, a huge parts of Vienna is just, like, social housing. And a lot of that is now under the purview of this coalition to, like, try and unravel. This is the thing that always pisses me off, like, on, on an actual serious note. Yeah. When, um, whenever you're trying to, like, go and, like, giving, all right, the word's used a lot, maybe too much, of that the far right in most European countries, with few exceptions like Orban, are just openly neoliberal like they get into power so that they can like you know bring back you know so that they can use state power in order to start privatizing and this and that and that Mm. and i don't know why this view of them is like gone out of favor now because you can still be an insane racist and be a neoliberal and that's just the new version of neoliberalism is this like nationalist you know, liberalism, more or less. Yeah, and you see a lot of the liberal papers like try to deal with this. Yeah, but then they also like, underwrite it as being good. Yeah, like very know? haplessly try to deal with this contradiction because they say, well, like, just look at like the EU elections. They're like, they're a like, real liberal wouldn't want you a know, real. They say yeah. they're nationalists, but all of a sudden they want to be in the EU, which they ungratefully said like hated for so long, and it's like. But then when push push comes to shove, they'll defend them if they're threatened by like anything like remotely left wing. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. There, there is like there are like we we were talking about this off mic, but there is like some smaller parties around Europe that are like in favor that are right wing. There are this crazy racist, but like are in favor of increased social welfare schemes. Yeah, it's these just, these aren't them. These aren't yeah. them. No, no. Like in what we would call like North European countries, yeah. the rich countries, that those kind of movements basically don't exist. Yeah. But La Lega is in favor of like increasing social spending. But for Italians and probably for Northern Italians, if you really push them on it, but they're also they're also pro austerity. Yeah, in another yeah, it's a it's a mix of it is more of a mix. Yeah. I don't think they well, have I think like Lega and and and, and Fidesz and like though they fall into like a much weirder category. You can't see that they're neoliberal, but no. they're not not at the same time. Like they kind of have like a mixed no. bag of like a. It is. It is. You can't maybe paint them with like a simple brush. But you're right. There is like this neoliberal right. That is definitely prevalent in like yeah. I would also describe everything that's been happening in the right wing in the Netherlands. Even as like that. Trump is that, but you apparently like that's that's a hard thing to like convince people with. Swe- like, Swedish Democrats are doing that as well, yeah. I'm pretty sure. The the last sorry, the last little sin I want to do is just like they've been expanding police surveillance, curtailing the right to protest, controlling bro- public broadcasting. Yeah. That's uh that's I, that's my again, big list. I'm 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 still right. Everything that you described. All all in the favor of capital, so. Yeah, it's interesting in Austria because the FPO does peel off a lot of uh, former SPO voters, so a lot of, uh, like, working class voters. Uh, They have a lot of young voters, but they're Mm. completely 
I mean, it's, yeah, very, very pro-austerity. And a lot of it comes from exclusive cliques of, like, far-right fraternities in Austria. Almost like it's just, like, a a quality of, like, Austria mentality. That, like, you got to be pro-free market, but when push comes to shove, baby, I'm a fascist. (laughs) It's um, a... Almost as if this exact thing happened in the 1930s. Almost exactly. (laughs) Like, there's an entire school of economics named after this country. It's exactly this. Well, all right. Well, so we've talked about the video... What I want to do now is basically tell you that why this is such a bigger, more entrenched problem than just one coked up guy in a, in an Ibiza villa, History, like, baby. making like doing a crime. Cause it's not just like, <laughs> Oh, he did a crime. It's just literally nothing but crimes all the way down. And this is true of the FPU. This is true of the history of Austria. This is true of like the, any liberals in Austria or Europe, like any attempt to try to like criticize this or like this country shit is what we're just trying the to whole th- It's all shit all the way down is what I'm trying to say. So where do we begin? You want to begin with the Austrian school of economics? <laughs> well, one, yeah, one place to begin that I just want to say is, because, like I said, Austrian history is like bizarro German history, and you had a Red Vienna. Germany, if they were more Catholic, you had like a revolution and a civil war, and you had the fascists take over. And Engelbert Dolfus was very much like a corporatist. That's what he called it, like corporatism, just like uh, the Italian fascists. And then yeah, they thought that like fascism was like a third way between socialism and very, very and, Catholic and uh, uh, and capitalism. And basically, he was there were coup attempts and eventually taken over by the Nazis because then it's like your whole Catholic corporatist fascism needs to be taken over by the Nazi fascism. And basically, after the war, every single party had some connection to the fascists. The FPU is a direct descendant of the Nazis' side. <laughs> <laughs> the the UVP the like center right is just like literally it's the same party from before the Austrian fascists the, the Austrian fascists Austro fascism and the SPU like a ton of them were like hyped when the Nazis came in because they're like yeah overthrowing fascists like Fucking that's crazy. great and the thing with the FPU is that they've had cycles throughout Austrian history of like basically when they first first started they were like we are the liberal party we are like just liberal economists. The, any of this Nazi shit, we don't want any, anything yeah, to do with it. One of our, one of our, my favorite boys in history in general, uh, was the uh, one of the lead economic advisors for this party. He no, he was uh, one of the economic advisors for uh, Dolfus, the Austrian fascist. Oh, okay, I think. Yeah. No, he was also the economic advisor for the for the government afterwards too. Who's this? Uh, Ludwig von Mises. Oh. He appears like randomly throughout Austrian history during this bizarre Austro-fascist era, and his entire thing is like, they like markets, you know. I'm an Austro-fascist, but I'm sure as hell not a Nazi. And that was always like their like go-to thing until the Nazis like murked them, and then they're like, see, we weren't the Nazis. But that's not really saying anything because it's also like the what was it called? The Iron? What's it called in Romania? Iron Guard. Iron Guard. Their thing was the whole thing of like, yeah, we're fascist, but we're not Nazi. But it was just because they were too extreme for the Nazis as well. So they just like, you know, murked them as well. Yeah. Like, just because you were more fascist than the Nazis doesn't excuse you of being a fascist. Your and, name is Austro like fascism. And we, we have like a dynamic, not just in Austria, but everywhere, because this is inherent to capitalism, that this like capitalist liberal party somehow keeps running into Nazis, like, constantly. So even though it was refounded as the Liberal like when Party... like you're in, like, walking in the grass and Pokemon are just, like, rata <laughs> <laughs> You just know it's coming. Another step, another step. 
<laughs> because I think so, I can fight this off, but if he uses a special move, Angelus, I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the the first FPO party leader was a former Nazi minister of agriculture and SS Woo! officer. So this was, but it basically came out of the Federation of Independence, which was a national liberal alternative to the main Austrian parties. And basically throughout the whole history of the FPU, it's basically vacillating between these two poles. So it was the, in a coalition government with the SPU, it also basically allowed the SPU to operate uh, for, for another period as a majority government, even though it didn't have quite the majority. Mm-hmm. But this is when its liberal wing was in power. And then in 1986, you have basically the precursor to Hans Christian Strache, which is Jörg Haida, who just look him up too. He's just a, he looks like a knockoff Bond villain. And he kind of got, he, this was like the right taking over the liberal party again. And then it, they slowly increased in share, in the vote share every every election until mm. 2000 when they got into a coalition government with the UVP. Yeah. Stop me if history is repeating itself. There was a whole history of a grand coalition between the SPU and the UVP, and the SPU was losing seats every year until finally the far right and the center right could do a coalition government. And I will give us credit. This is back in 2000, and I will give Europe credit in that they imposed. I mean. This isn't like the right answer, but it shows they're like doing something. They're like imposing, they imposed sanctions on Austria and like said like, this is, this is not normal. We have to do something about this. Um, more than they did this time around. Um, and then basically that didn't last, of course, because last time the FPO was in power, they did the same shit. They just sold everything off. They're like, all right, great. We're in power. Who wants to buy something? Like, <laughs> do I, do I hear 10,000? Do I hear 20,000? <laughs> you to the, Really hot Russian woman. <laughs> <laughs> so anyone who's saying that, like, I mean, just ignoring this history is baffling. Because it's like, it's literally, I, I have a perfect quote here. Is so it from Ludwig von Mises? It's from... Uh, I did nothing wrong, Pinochet is right. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, let me, let me bring us up to the present day. before Pinochet, I think. Because basically, because they're a bunch of shitheads, there was a split in the party. And then from 2005 to 2007, it was just the, it was Jörg Haida's split off party that that became that was the the minor in the coalition government and then Straha took over the FPU in 2005 and they did the cycle again they went down in the polls and then they climbed up and up and up and until 2017 they had enough votes to enter into the government and oh what happened in that time in between a grand coalition again this didn't lead to anything bad last time and then the best summary of it I'll, I'll put these in the show notes because they're just excellent articles by Benjamin Opratko they're in Jacobin and he has several um, articles just about Austria and the right. And he's like, this is all the same he's shit. Like, he's like their correspondent. Yeah. Jackman, yeah. Uh, the best quote he has is that the greatest trick the FPU ever pulled was convincing its potential electorate that it hadn't existed as a governmental party before 2005. Hey, like, it's like the Greens in Germany. The Greens existed as a governing party in the 2000s. Yeah. And, and just they were shit. And not way. only with the FPU, because there was also just tons of corruption in Austria Throughout, like, even after uh, the FPU left, but like, any anyone saying that this is like a new bad thing, we can't let this be normal, buddy. This is normal. <laughs> Austria shit. <laughs> uh, oh, and just and apropos of not that much, uh, the president in the 1980s of Austria was a Nazi. <laughs> Wait, 
What? Cool. The guy Kurt Waldheim. So we should say that the president doesn't have that much power. Yeah. But they have more power than in Germany. They can do some oh, things. Okay. Yeah. They can dis- they can like block minister appointments for and stuff. Just but not usually just they looking don't. sexy like Frank Walter. They do have more. And this guy uh, Kurt Waldheim, who was with the, the UVP. NSDAP. <laughs> NSDAP. Well, he was for a time. Anyway, he was president of Austria in in, the, in 86, and then during the election, it came out that he was, like, not an SS officer. I mean, but that's normal in Austria. But that he had, like, probably personally oversaw, in like, deportations, concentration camps and stuff. Ah, fun. And, yeah, he was president of Austria. Cool. <laughs> and it's not even that much of a... This was in 1986, which was the same election where Jörg Haider... I mean, when Jörg Haider took over the um, FPU and kind yeah. of, like, said that the Nazis are back, baby. Like... You know, so it's, I mean, it's kind of related as in history is repeating itself all over again. Mm. Uh, whereas in 2006 in Austria, if people remember, there was this huge deal made about the presidential election because both of the center parties didn't make it into the final round of voting for the president. Yeah. So it was between the Greens and the FPU. Yeah. And they basically the Greens won after the the results have been canceled and they had to, and they had to vote the again. Recount, yeah. yeah, yeah. But the but the Green candidate won. And there was this like it was in 2016, you know. So I forgive people for desperately wanting some positive sign, but everyone was like, "We did it!" Yeah, Nazi like the far right's been defeated, and like literally the next year you have the courts and and FPU government. Yeah, so it was like there was like some nice symbolism and stuff with it as well because like the the FPU candidate was like re going on about like we just need to throw all the refugees into a giant meat grinder and make a fine paste. And then, by the way, uh, Schraha mentioned several times in the video that that guy Nor- uh, Hofer Norbert Hofer, Norbert Hofer yeah. is is like the second in command. The FPU candidate, the FPU, yeah, yeah. yeah, the FPU presidential candidate. I mean, yeah, why wouldn't he be? The, like the vote was incredibly close both times. Mm. Um, and then the green guy like to put in the like symbolic contradict or like symbolic aspect of the vote the green guy was a refugee he was like a refugee from like russia when the soviet union was collapsing um but like he got in when he was relatively young to the country so he was able to like gain citizenship and stuff um so like yeah that was the vote but and people did celebrate but it was like it was a narrow vote both times like it was so narrow the first time it warranted a recount it, there was no. It was, it like was something. A, yeah, yeah, there was a problem with the postal voting. The like, um, they bought like cheap envelopes or some shit like that. that opened on arrival, yeah. basically. Yeah, basically, yeah, basically <laughs> classic like, grifter stuff. Just selling off the government and buying cheap envelopes. This sounds like a fucking like. This sounds like 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 Turkish democracy. Because yeah, yeah. it was like it made sense because they were able to just go. Well, there's no way to tell for sure if these were tampered with or they just opened randomly themselves. Some of them all voted for AKP. Like, I mean this. I mean this in a. I mean this in a very loving way. But Austria has strong Eastern Europe vibes. Like every, like it doesn't. It, it's not surprising that yeah, they love yeah, Wabat yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah, That's sure. why it's so funny they when strong, they got strong Ottoman vibes. You know, they really should be. A part they are of... the confluence of Europe of just like where West yeah. means East and Ottoman. Well, because like you have groups like Viking Jugend, like Viking youth neo-Nazi groups, and it's like, dude, you're Austrian. Like, they're, yeah. <laughs> like just. Just you be Austrian, like, man. Yodel in the mountains and eat. Yeah. You're like, you know, be a Catholic fascist. What yeah. are you doing with this Viking Bear shit? Your Kuda, like, you know. Why are any of you mad? You have decent Bergkäse. It's good <laughs> cheese. <laughs> it's a good hard cheese. It smells funky, but it tastes good. I swear to God. 
So yeah, the right has always been shit. The center right has always been shit. Uh, especially center left has also had a pretty you know, especially uh, since Quartz took over. So in 2016, Quartz was basically the wing of the FP, um he basically tapped into that element in the UVP which again is from the Austrian fascist party. Yeah. So it's not like there's anything new, but it was like you're sick of the grand coalition, we can be more than this and then like basically like took over the FPÖ's platform with the UVP structure. And now he's going strong. What's he up? Three points in the polls since the video came out? Yeah, it's it's not enough for him to have an outright majority, but I guess like I think we've talked about this before, but the strategy does seem to be like um he would rather be in a coalition where he has more seats and he's with and dependent on a much smaller party, like no. Neos. Um, because the problem he had with the FPU, what, what? <laughs> yeah, neo democratia Because again, it's very Ottoman in in uh, in Austria. <laughs> um, no, like yeah, neo- Austria is Turkey. <laughs> I've heard that somewhere. <laughs> um, like a big math equation, just like Austria equals Turkey equals Greece. It's like a beautiful mind board where you just have to write <laughs> on the wall. Like the, the, I was like, you're a genius. All it's, of it, all of it's, it. It's one of the conspiracy theory boards with string, but it's yeah. just it's just turkey in the middle and then string out to all the <laughs> other countries around. No, uh, I like it. Like it this develops into a whole bi- biopic and it's like, Nick, are you paying attention? If you invented the Ottoman Empire, you would have invented the Ottoman Empire. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like that, it's, like that, it's like that Always Sunny episode where like Charlie and, and Mac become uh, um, the like the the news. Uh, no, 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 what is it? The uh, they work in the in, in the mailroom. Yeah, the Pepe Silvia. The Pepe Silvia. Thing. So my Pepe <laughs> Silvia Empire. is the Ottoman Empire. Yeah, but like. Um, the Neos is like Austrian I FDP. Walk says, Austria! Austria! There is no Austria! <laughs> uh, Neos is like Austrian FDP, but like they're not performing as well as the uh, Freedom Party is, this neo Nazi party. So Kurtz would much rather have like a smaller party to make up a majority votes, but like that he. He's all about consolidating power. And you know, the neos could just become Nazis too, as we oh, know yeah, with liberals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a little, this is a little, uh, underappreciated, but went way back in our first episode with the off day, they started as a liberal party, remember? Yeah. They, they were the liberals, the new liberals, and then all of a sudden it's like, you know what, you know what, you know what causation? A lot of they, a lot of It's bad comfy in here from. for some Nazis. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, coincidentally, a lot of people from the, the AFD are like, members of the oh i don't know the fucking like friedrich hayek foundation who mm. was like the 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 brainchild of von mises nice <laughs> nice it's not about Ooh, nazism it's vibes. a it's not about nazism it's about ethics and supplied side economics yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ethics and economic journalism <laughs> <laughs> Um, one thing, I right, we're gonna get into the, now the whole. Yeah, sen- maybe they want to exterminate, you know, an entire population of people, but you know, yeah. good for markets, baby. What have the Bosnians ever done for us, though? <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real for a now, second. Think about privatization in Bosnia. Here, here's something I never understood as a concerned Austrian with legitimate conser- legitimate concerns is Wait, a concerned Austrian or concerned Austrian economist. Well, one of the same. Uh, why did the Croats get all the coast? <laughs> what if we could just purchase the coast yeah. off them? What if they love the sea so much? How about they get in it? I'm just saying. <laughs> See, bam. You know, Ottoman, Austria. Yeah. Uh, 
melding of the minds right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, he's literally trying to do with Neos what like the Austrian Empire did with the Hungarians. They're like, yes, this is both our empires, sure. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the liberal reaction to all this and why they're making it fucking worse and not going to fix anything. So the first thing I'll say, uh, Nick uh, went off on Dish Spiegel a little bit on a Jan Fleischau episode, but we should say Der Spiegel is such a dumb magazine. Not just because they have Jan Fleisch or did have Jan Fleischauer there. Rest in peace. R.I.P. <laughs> Porn one out right now for him. We did this. Yeah. I think. I also think our podcast should claim the fact that Deutsche Wohnen is also like yeah, exactly. dropped. We, we the destroyed Fleischauer <laughs> and Deutsche Wohnen. What's going down next? Der Spiegel. Let's let's see. <laughs> <laughs> or Austria, the nation. <laughs> that would. I'm also done with that. So, I just got news that um, so, Erdogan is claiming uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he was at Mesut Özil's wedding and he's now just flying over to uh They are some of the dumbest liberals. Like when they so so what I'm going to read is from Dish Beagle's staff. It doesn't seem everyone there's a list of like 15 names at the end. So maybe it's not everybody. I don't know if it's like the board of the you know the editorial Editor, board. Yeah. I don't know. Dear but Sebastian Kurtz. It's definitely like an authoritative like all right guys, let's get serious. This isn't reporting. We're, this is what we we have to talk about this, yeah. and it is <laughs> just the, the, mind melting how bad a response this is. It's the school counselor like flipping the chair chair around and sitting in it backwards. It's like, flipping it run. around, but but dropping the chair and then tripping over the chair <laughs> and then just like falling and peeing yourself. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so the title of this it was written. Uh, Right after, so it's May 24th. So it's right after the Ibiza video, I think before the government had been dissolved. The right wing populist plan to destroy Europe. The Europe's right wing populists haven't been stopped by the scandal in Austria. So this is right before the elections. They're working hard to destroy the European Union from within its own institutions, and the European elections may show how close they are to success. By Der Spiegel's staff. So it is saying that it's using the context of the scandal in Austria to talk about how. The EU, we have to be vigilant and protect our sacred EU. I don't understand how these two are connected, but okay, go on. So yeah, it just it starts by describing a Salvini rally full of bluster. The self-proclaimed true Europeans campaign for entry into a parliament they despise. And they ask the people to give them the power to hollow out a European Union that has been painstakingly built over decades. I'm going to skip a little bit. It's just a little like, like, all right, the EU is just an institution, but the Der Spiegel is like, it's our EU. We built it, and you didn't even want to help. Oh, it's my shit. And now now you want to come in and claim it for yourself. Just because we have a ruthless border, (laughs) outside border that's perfect for your goals, you can't just come and take it. Spiegel, don't take my shit. It's mine. Mom, the Eurosceptics are taking my toys. No, Spiegel's taking my whole thing about that, that uh, you know, Europe is shit, but it's my shit. Yeah. And I'm going to roll around in my shit. This is our trash pile. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'm skipping down a bit, but I think it's... So now it's tying in the, the video. This time around, it's not about some low-level party official sending Hitler pictures via WhatsApp on the Führer's birthday in provincial Austria. That's it's not about that. Ignore that. That was fine. It was just a joke. <laughs> that was, not only was that fine, still happening. That, <laughs> that happened too. We're just talking about something else. Yeah. I know it's confusing. Now that we've been shocked by this new thing, we're just going to get normalized to that old thing and it's just going to keep happening. <laughs> this time, it goes right to the top level of the Austrian government, casting light on the worrying state of the Austrian political scene. All right. Like I, like I said, this time it goes right to the top level 
Literally the entire history of Austria is just fa- corrupt fascists bumbling over themselves. And the FBU was in power 15 years ago and did the same exact shit. <laughs> All right, moving on. It's continuing. The videos raise fundamental questions about whether the populace are fit for power and yeah. whether they can be entrusted with government business. <laughs> yeah, I mean... This is, this is government. <laughs> this is, I feel like they said they weren't before they were in power. Then they were in power and they were like, they're not fit. And now they're being forced out of power and they're like, maybe we could consider they might not be fit. <laughs> only, you know, only the liberals should be allowed to sell off the, the companies to the highest bidder, okay? This is, this is the thing, like, we were talking about yesterday, uh, you know, I guess Rob and I not... Not you two. Yeah, that it's that whole like liberal thing with um, like the Clinton Foundation. Of that, when you mentioned a like like super like I love Hillary liberals, that like the Clinton Foundation is just one of the most corrupt fucking organizations in the United States. They just like ignore the fact. Like, I mean, the Clinton Foundation was was used to like secure arms dealings with fucking Saudi Arabia. <laughs> like, when you mention that, it's like, well. There is no response to it. It's just like, well, yeah, but that's but but that's that's our corruption. Like, how dare you taint it? And it's this exact same mentality of like, uh, yeah, see, they're the ones selling the stuff off. It should be us. Yeah. And I don't like that. Uh, Nick, that's sorry. That's whataboutism. That's a fallacy. Whataboutism. It's this fucking. <laughs> you can't say that. Sorry. Cut his mic for five minutes. Also, every fallacy, your mic gets cut for five minutes. Also, it's in the past. We don't live in the past. <laughs> we live. You're right. The Clinton Foundation still exists. The Clinton Foundation coming up with the Sammy Sosa defense. No, it's the no, no. Sammy Sosa pretended not to speak English. The Mark McGuire yeah. defense. I'm not here to talk about the past. You, you live in the world of the past, and I live in the world of today and a well-armed Saudi military. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> Here I am in Yemen. And just dish be- I'm just chilling in Yemen. <laughs> and whether... All right, this is continuing on, just hammering the point home. And whether Straha and his protege, Johan Gudenins, should be regarded as isolated <laughs> cases or as symbolic figures of a fast and loose relationship between right-wing populists and donations from foreign donors, rule of law, and the truth. Fast and loose. I'm happy like, that the liberals never have problems with truth. <laughs> I, like, okay, hang on. The problem with this video was, I mean, I mean, from the FB, the FBU perspective, the problem with this video is the truth. <laughs> but, yeah, like, yeah. From our perspective, like the truth was a great thing here. Yeah, <laughs> this is like this horny, horny giant sack of a man just like tripping his own over his own dick to just tell this meek. Russian woman, everything he possibly got. <laughs> it, it just keeps coming, guys. Most Austrians, with the exception perhaps of FBU supporters, mm. were likely to have been deeply shocked by the disregard to the country's constitution shown in the recordings. And many Europeans were astonished by the crooked behavior displayed by the second in command of a government of an EU member state. Damn, like, there's no corruption in any other EU member state. Ignore run, Bulgaria. Run that, everyone was shocked with the FPU being a government before. Run that, this isn't new. Run that shit back, Turbo. First of all, if you're paying attention, this should not be shocking at all. This is just literally every day. Like, Straka was probably like, which Russian heiress? <laughs> like, I tried to, I unsuccessfully tried to... Oh, the to, hot one. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I tried that, like, 50 times. There was only one video. The reason I said I didn't think it was a setup was because this happens to me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, and then, then it goes from Austrians to Europeans. Okay. Maybe you can mess up Austria. 
But we're, when we come together, we're supposed to be better than our individual parts. And as Europeans, I'm astonished that in the family, in La Familia, the EU member state, would do something like this. I'd expect something like that from Bulgaria. Oh, wait, they're part of our family. I'd expect something like that from Serbia. Albania. <laughs> Hungary, Romania. But All Austria? the other countries have corruption problems. You betrayed me. The I I do like the idea that they're treating Austria as some sort of like right wing political sandbox where like oh we'll just we'll play around with some dodgy corrupt politics oh it didn't work oh I guess we can't do it we'll try again <laughs> see how it goes this time those thumping their chests as uber patriots in their countries have little problem with conniving with foreign powers obtaining financing from dubious donors or even being pulled like puppets on a string when it comes to policy. The Straha scandal is undoubtedly detrimental to the original narrative offered by the right-wing populists, namely that the parties are the lone forces defending the good people against old parties and other corrupt elites. But as Straha Straha has now shown, it's the right-wing populists themselves who are in fact the corrupt elite. What is this behavior, though? Like, How is this behavior in any way different than, okay, you know, like, take it to the... Um, you know, the best country of Europe, Germany. Yeah. I don't understand how any of this behavior differs to them, the shit that, like, every single party in Germany does. Like, there is, like, like we're, we're talking about with the um, Endegelende shit and whatnot. Like, what's the name of the of the coal producer? Yeah, yeah. Like, how there's just a direct line of power between them and the CDU. Yeah, yeah. What is that? Is that oh, not the and exact a direct, same And a direct thing? connection between them and the police, too. Yeah, like, is any that sort not of the thing. exact same thing just because, like, what? Oh, he met with, like, a hot Russian woman who's not actually a Russian, you know, uh, 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 what's the word? Heiress? Yeah. Like, now that it's a problem? Like, that, that's domestic corruption, though, and they're fine with domestic corruption. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, like,. <laughs> If it's it was a lovely so fucking, Austrian era. Yeah. It's just so fucking stupid because regardless of what the situation is, like it's just it's it is the game of just like liberal democracies is this type of, you know, relation between capital and democratic, you know, democratic powers. Mm. You know? So the establishment yeah, parties It's going to happen and it's funny to make fun of it like when you're a liberal and be like, "Yeah, hoo hoo, yeah, told you." See, that's what happens when when, when you talk to Russians, you're going to get duped. But in reality, it's like they're all fucking up. Like, well, that, that's the thing. They're like, it's so dumb of these right wings to say that they're not corrupt. Because look, they're corrupt. And it's like, you're also corrupt. Like, now yeah, you're saying yeah, exactly what yeah. you think the right, what the right wing also says. Like, no, they're the corrupt ones. No, they're the corrupt ones. This, yeah. this is almost like exactly what brought down Rajoy's government in Spain was the yeah. massive, like, links between the party and various construction companies. And they were giving them favorable treatment for government contracts. And you're like, oh, and the populists are making deals with people. We have them on tape. It was like, literally, Spain's government was just brought down by this, but it was like the center-right party. Yeah. And now you're saying the problem is that the populists, and they promised you it was something different. And you're like, but also what they're saying is true. <laughs> if they're saying the cent- like the establishment parties are corrupt and selling shit away, we know that they're doing that. And that's like definitely the case. Yeah, and then like, this and then like also the conspicuous silence that like the establishment parties in Germany have had in regards to like the emissions scandal with Volkswagen mm. as well. There there cannot be any relation between this. Oh no, of course, of not. course not. <laughs> not in big car land. Like, not in yeah, big car land. Like, <laughs> like there's the whole thing, like I think it's always so funny whenever you find like a uh, a German billionaire and it's like oh German billionaire uh what's her name? The 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 heiress to uh Axel Springer. Like 
notoriously shit newspaper. Alexa Springer. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> She's also like best friends with Angela Merkel. Uh, cool. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that in like but that's always like considered She's just, also like, best friends with a Volkswagen car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's always like it's in, Her- in you Germany. know Herbie the Beatle? <laughs> yeah. I'll never betray you, Herbie. <laughs> I love you, Herbie. <laughs> the only thing I want to point out here is the one thing that they really good friend one thing that they emphasize a lot is that they're puppets on a string so uh, they're yes. puppets yeah we're gonna come back to this later um but the article goes into and it's actually good reporting i mean in general that it transitions to the off day and all of their shady finances shout out for example our boy august von fink uh, i don't want to go into everything here the spiegel just they do write rapturously about the german intelligence agencies fighting our battle for us and finding out these yeah, we, we love our cops. We love our cops. Hey, for Fast and Shorts, if you're listening again, you're really cool and sexy. We love you. <laughs> uh, one thing I just want to point out because shout out, shout out our homie, Alexander Gowland. Woo! So they're talking about Russia and all the obvious connections of Russia and financing. Nice. And this, this is just, it's basically a throwaway line, but I couldn't, I couldn't skip it. <clears throat> Alexander Gowland is also a frequent guest in Russia. But he rejects any criticism because he claims to be following the foreign policy footsteps of Bismarck, who believed in strong German-Russian relations. Ooh. I mean... <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah. First of all, just like... I imagine just okay, like... Okay, dude, you're just like Otto von Bismarck, for sure. <laughs> like, Everything went great for him, though. <laughs> the other part is like... Yeah, okay, I read te- the testimonials of thousands of women, but I was just following in the footsteps of the great Genghis Khan. Like, you can't criticize me. I'm, I'm trying to be great, you know? I'm being. <laughs> Is that the new, like, NBA MEP from Romania? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's his defense. Isn't this like a fucking Boris Johnson pretending to be Churchill? Like Boris that, Johnson fell on things he is Churchill. Yeah. And he writes, he has several books written, written about Churchill's life. I believe that. I, I murdered that. all those people just because I want to be Churchill. Yeah. <laughs> Like I think he genuinely thinks he's a like the great a great mind of his generation, despite yeah. not having really done much. He just keeps highlighting like racist things that Churchill said, and he's like, "Oh man, what a zinger! I'm gonna yeah. repeat that." <laughs> Watermelon smiles, cool. <laughs> Tackle a rugby kid. So now it's transitioning from that into the broader European far right. Our economic interests at stake when Matteo Salvini's Lega Party reportedly advoca- uh, repeatedly advocates. An end to the EU's useless or even harmful sanctions against Russia? Do the Greek far-right parties get money for their frequently expressed conviction that there is a natural alliance between Greeks and Russians? How does Russia's president exploit the image he enjoys as being one of the last guardians of true values among European groups of both extremes? European sanctions against Russia are bad. A leader who seeks to prevent what he describes as a weakened, immoral, decadent EU from prevailing? Leave, so, the, leave the Greeks alone, dare speak. <laughs> One thing, uh, there's just a line in here. The European Council, where European heads of state and government still establish the broad parameters of EU policy. That's like in contrast to like the, the populism. And I'm like, whoo, mask almost slipped there. That <laughs> The European Council is the whole future. Yeah, everything's decided by arthritic old Germans <laughs> who are all friends. I mean, yeah, it is. Look at... <laughs> oh, oh, we're getting to Vebo. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. How is he? What? Don't worry. Don't worry. We're getting there. Oh, no. They don't say Vebo is good. Coalition governments that include populist parties are often more open to influence from abroad than others. One example is Middle East policy. Countries like Hungary have begun diverging from the European stance to serve American interests. Because Hungary stood in the way. Wait, what is the fucking European Union that if not just like an overarching continuation of NATO... 
Fuck off. <laughs> because Hungary stood in the way, the EU was not able to condemn the Trump administration's decision to move the U.S. embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem as a diplomatic mistake in 2017. Budapest essentially became Donald Trump's advocate in Brussels. That's the thing you criticize? Like, that's the one specific thing. I'm losing the thread here. How is this related to the FBI? They found found the one thing in foreign policy that, like, all European nations, like, weren't, like, completely, like, yes, this is good. Because that typically how it is. There's very few, like, there's not, like, an anti-imperialist movement with, like, any major European... No, and, like, the whole Juan Guaido thing, like, the entirety of Europe fell over on that one. Yeah, Yeah. like, fucking, what's his name? Uh, uh, um... SPD fella, uh, Heiko Maas. Heiko Maas, exactly. I Thank you. I heard of Sig- Sigma Gabriel. Yeah, Sigma Gabriel is no longer the. Uh... No, he's gone. Yeah, but Heiko Maas immediately with the whole like Guaido shit was like, "Yo, Donald Trump, we fucking got your back, baby." <laughs> like there is no there is no foreign policy for Europe that isn't U.S. foreign policy. Like it just like oh oh Trump, this one thing that you did that we don't like. See, we're independent. Woo, baby. Oh wait, you want some more money to send it to fucking Saudi Arabia yeah. and you know to help the Free Syrian Army in Turkey and but, shit like that? Here, here you go. There's a lot going on here. So first of all, Middle East policy, like. That that's just the pop the like right wing populists who are affected by that like do we do we need Fuck to bring up like the Tony Blair Institute again the yeah. Tony Blair Institute for Tony Blair being Tony Blair please leave Tony Blair alone Tony Blair for the also children. shout out the Saudis. for the children for the younglings <laughs> another another part and this is like a massive fucking failure in the like in the liberal worldview about how like about how the right or capital capitalism writ large can function that like Hungary is like they are Donald Trump's puppet. You know, someone has to be the puppet of someone versus Hungary being like, all right, cool. I'll, I'll like ally with Israel on this and support them because that's what they want. Right? It has to be coming from like Trump or like some. I mean, because that's the whole thing, right? That yeah, there's yeah. one identifiable cancer. Like, well, it like, makes it also Hungary easier for them to digest because if you acknowledge that, then like people like uh, uh, Viktor Orban are just like natural products of just the shit that is going on in Hungary. Mm. It makes it much more difficult. It makes it harder for a liberal European to realize that Europe is shit. Yeah. You know? Well, just because like. If you just say that it's Trump, then it's like, oh, see, it's an outside well, influence. Just like, just like Americans in the US when they look yeah. at Trump. Trump's the only problem. And, and in Europe, they can do the same thing. Trump is the only problem. There's not actually, it's not actually fucking, this is how capitalism works. This is how all of us function. Lenin is staring at me approvingly. So <laughs> this is I'm just very Trump. Happy with this. As, if Trump, as if Trump has any fucking idea what's going on, you know? Like, he, I love, he, he just meets Sebastian Kurz and is like, this guy, he's very young. I had no idea. He's so young. Look at him. He's so young. He's a baby. Hey, you, 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 you want to talk about hungry? I was hungry once. So who wants me to <laughs> But even that specific case, I would say it's not unreasonable to say that Orban might have suggested moving the, the, uh, stuff to Jerusalem. Yeah, exactly. Because like, he has a long history of being buddies with Nanya. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. That he I mean, can have his own agenda. Like, yeah, who fucking loves Victor Orban yeah. that it's, well. That it's like, not Victor just Orban has Trump. definitely suggested doing that to the EU before, and they've yeah. been like, yeah, we're not doing that, Victor. <laughs> <laughs> he probably suggested it to Netanyahu, who's like, hey, go for it, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah, yeah. you. Like, exactly. Their whole Der Spiegel project, and there are a ton more examples in here about the just blatant idiocy. But like the whole like idea that like, Oh, you know what's good? Liberal democracy. That's pure and essential. Pure. And that's fine. And we were talking the other day, liberal democracy as a euphemism is up there with like Amazon Fulfillment Center as like something that's like <laughs> fucking evil that they're just like, there's like evil capital. And they're just like, no, it's liberal democracy. Yeah. It gets you things when you need them. Surgical strike. 
<laughs> we killed the person we wanted to do at the enemy wedding. Don't look into the rest. Uh, okay, this is more on that same topic. And their partners abroad are quick to praise them for services rendered. Twelve days ago, Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban was showered with praise by the U.S. president himself during a visit to the White House. Orban, Trump said, does a tremendous job and is highly respected all over Europe. Now, now they're fucking pissed. That, of course, is far from the truth. In many countries, respect for Orban is a thing of the past. And when it comes to domestic policy and the judiciary, a his government the Wait, is... Then also, then, that also gives then the, the position with liberals that... <laughs> we liked him to begin with. They liked him to begin... Exactly. Like, Erdogan's exactly that. Like, Obama, like, when, when Erdogan was starting picking up... Like, remember, Erdogan was praised as being, like, the liberal leader of Turkey for a while. And then now he's slipping, even though he's never not been an Islamist. Mm. You know, like, the AKP and the Muslim Brotherhood have a direct connection. That's why he got famous. He was arrested for doing the, like, pro-Islam prayer at, like, an yeah. official function. Yeah, and then, like, the other fucking side of this as well is just, like, ah, uh, when Trump sat down with um, Victor Orban, he praised him. When Trump sits down with anyone in a nice <laughs> suit, he praised him. Like, the fucking video he had recently with Leo Varadkar, Prime Minister, like, Taoiseach of Ireland, yeah. yeah. It's not like he's like, oh, man, Leo, you're too... Centrist for yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't you be more like Victor Orban, you little bitch. You and your gay rights and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, so they're going Super Saiyan about how pissed they were that someone said that, that Europe likes Hungary. His government is seen as having betrayed Europe. European values. <laughs> Hungary is against European values. Externally, Hungary has become a gateway for all those wishing to divide the EU. And the number of these open gateways is growing. And Russia and the US are not alone in their desire to weaken the EU bloc. China has also incorporated the EU, the world's largest internal market, into its geopolitical considerations and is searching for access. Because what do you do as a fucking global economy? The, the, hang on, hang on. I, as the brain genius in charge of foreign policy for China, says, Oh, let's just ignore Europe. <laughs> Fuck it. The second largest market in the world. Uh, we'll yeah, be great. Here. You know what? Actually, um, uh, my economic foreign policy relies entirely on the Philippines and maybe maybe Solomon Islands. Oh, no, I'm, I'm very day drunk. I'm just, I'm just imagining now like all the fucking like, Spiegel people just being like, that's it. Okay, we're promoting socialism in one country. <laughs> <laughs> they, <laughs> the EU isn't equipped to stand up to such adversaries. It does have a couple of instruments it can use to punish intractable member states, but it hardly ever uses them. This fucking is why wish, we're demanding a fucking wish they could, yeah. <laughs> Again, this is Der Spiegel. Exclusively in Hungary. These are German journalists who fucking love the EU and want to stand up but to hate Russia other countries and China Europe. and yeah. America and think that, yeah, all the populists This are is why them. Europe needs its own brigade of Tomahawk missiles so it can just <laughs> fucking go buck wild when it feels I'm like... Budapest. <laughs> <laughs> this this one's great. The dream the the dream of outgoing European Commission President Jean Claude Juncker that the EU might one day become a global political player seem illusory. Wait 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 it isn't. Like... Press F to pay your respects for Jean Claude Juncker. <laughs> you betrayed him. What is we could have like... been great. What is this? This could be us, but you play in. <laughs> What is this idea from just these fucking idiots that, like, Europe is not, like, one of the largest global political powers in the world? <laughs> Hold on. We, we have to keep going. There's so many good quotes. Oh, By chance... I hate you so much. Sometimes. Juncker was in Vienna this week for a visit that had long been planned. What? 
People are in Vienna. Do you know what? Vienna is in Austria, and Austria borders Hungary, and Hungary... <laughs> Vienna actually is also not part of the Ottoman Empire. <laughs> he had apparently decided that he would remain silent about the Straha scandal, but ultimately couldn't resist, meaning he had a couple glasses of wine. <laughs> it was like... Yeah. It's for his back medicine. <laughs> okay. The back medicine doesn't work as well as I don't take wine. <laughs> Very good French wine. <laughs> the idea that one country is put on a silver platter so that others can help themselves does not reflect my idea of patriotism. Run that back. We have the former prime minister of Luxembourg saying, my idea of patriotism is not offering up my country on a silver platter for foreign investment to do whatever the fuck they want in Europe? Are you fucking kidding me? Is he just old and drunk? Or is he just just disassociating? But does he have literally no memory? No, it's he drinks I love how everyone, including Younger, apparently forgot the Lux leaks. Like, Jesus. He's just like, eh, what? I was was drunk. (laughs) He was so drunk that he thought he was, like, from, like, Liechtenstein or something. Like, wait, wait, that doesn't work. That's also a fucking... (laughs) No, but, like, he literally thought he was in charge of the other one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we can can wrap this up soon, but I... Okay, so that was the end of, like, you know, Deschigo breaks it up into pages. So that was the end of page one. So that's, like... (laughs) No, there's only two. There's only two pages. There's only two pages. But page one, that was like their main thesis. Like, this is why we have to defend beautiful liberal democracy. Everyone else is a fucking snake except me. Why can't we go to, like, shitty right-wing newspapers that, like, are just content factories and every article is, like, two paragraphs long? Okay, but this, I just, I couldn't avoid this because they yeah. have to analyze. Uh, Rob, I'm, I'm limiting you now only to listicles. <laughs> I, they had to analyze social media and, and, and say that this dumb people... It's part of the reason the right is so powerful. Here's their analysis. We found 100% of comments on social media in Hungary were in Hungarian and weren't in German. (laughs) This is a problem. The communication strategies adopted by the right-wing populists are simply far better than the rather old-fashioned methods of the established parties. It is impossible to ignore the parallels to the 1930s, when the Nazis discovered the power of film and the possibilities presented by television, as exemplified by the broadcast of the 1936 Olympic Games. If you post, you are Lenny Riefenstahl. There is no... Uh... <laughs> the populists... Just posting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the populists and extremists of today were much quicker to understand the opportunities inherent in the digital world than their political rivals, many of whom remain stuck in analog antiquity. Austria's... Fo- and now he just lists how many followers they have. Austria's fallen Vice Chancellor Strache has 779,000 Facebook followers in a country with a population of not even 9 million. Like Salvini, he and his team are adept at using emotion, both positive and negative. Mother's Day and children's birthdays are celebrated with pretty pictures, hearts, and kisses. The idyllic world the FPU professes to protect. Because they're also like they're also old people then who like are like your aunt who sends you those really weird sparkly gifts that's like I oh, blingy like, blingy with two e's blingy yes blingy bring blingy back and make it make it do fascist. Then he posts stories about ungrateful asylum seekers, sex criminals, and unwanted migrants, often with his own indignant commentary. And I'm just like that's just literally any boomer Facebook profile yeah, in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. or anywhere. Oh, Matteo Salvini reaches 3.7 million people directly via Facebook. The kind of follower numbers otherwise only seen with pop stars. Uh-huh. Marine Le Pen similarly has 1.5 million followers on Facebook. Why can't they understand that these people that were like rock stars for the right? Victor Orban has 657,000. Some might Is argue it? that these numbers are something of a counterfeit currency and that their appearance in an article such as this, a very important article, represent <laughs> the downfall of political analysis. 
Yes. But it is almost impossible <laughs> yeah. to overrate their value. <laughs> Those people are correct. Listen to them. <laughs> Manfred Weber, oh, no. the lead candidate in the European elections for the center-right European People's Party, doesn't even have 60,000 followers. Good, because he fucking hush, sucks. Hush, and, like, hush, no hush, one, can, like, <laughs> no <laughs> one knows what he looks like off the top of their head. Like, everyone that they mentioned, like, you know, oh, the pen. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you're fucking weird. You spend way too much time with this shit. But, like, Burnt into my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Le Pen, Salvini, Orban, all these pimps. I know, like, I, I, have a, I have their image drilled into my head to because be fair, they're so fucking popular. If you make some sort of, like, composite image in your head of what you imagine a CSU politician to look like, you've probably got 90% all the way there. I mean, like. He's a balding white man. I'm not saying he's a balding white man. That's it. He's yeah, like, what, yeah. early 40s or something? Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, we have to defend Weber at all costs because they just go, they just, like, they're on Team Weber. Weber presumably d- prefers devoting himself to projects he believes are more important than improving his internet presence. Uh-huh. Clever politicians like Salvini or Strache are perfectly suited to an era in which voters prefer watching videos than reading essays. Exactly, yes. Oh, why. for fuck's sake. Weber is like actively uncharismatic and yeah. is so in print as well. Yeah, this is literally just like Weber, like Weber's team trying to convince him that it's okay, he has no friends. And also, do they just do the whole, and you know, nobody reads anymore, you know? <laughs> like, but why would you pick, like, I mean, come on, that's such like, like that's such a stupid comparison. It's like, yeah, you know, Bernie Sanders has a lot of followers, this and that, that. But why does no one care about, you know, Amy Klobuchar? Like, that's not, that's not a comparison. Like, that is, that, that makes all no these, fucking sense. All these leaders of, like, mid to large size European countries have these massive followings, but, like, this, this one dipshit from the CSU. You know, who but no one knows. You know, he's not flashy. He's not one of these hip hop style politicians. <laughs> he's out there putting in the work, okay? Who has he's, not been the head of a country or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, but he's so been he's... in the European Parliament for like 15 years, okay? He's been in the trenches. And all these people, they're coming in with just using social media, and that's hacking, okay? They're hacking the system by having too many social media followers, and that's not politics. Just like Trump. That's the only reason the populists are in power, because of social media. Damn. They're just yeah. too sexy. Cambridge Analytica. That's about the end of the article. I can keep going, but it's no, just more it's no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just thought that's such a perfect distillation of Der Spiegel liberal mindset. These are the only people saving us from the rise of the right. And the, the right, the, the, the far right and the populists are the only ones doing bad things. They're all the only ones doing you know, corrupt shit. Yo, that's what Shape I've been saying, up, man. No, on. One, no one's listening to me. That's what I've been saying. People just need to read more essays, and yeah. specifically essays in their people. I need people. to learn how to read. <laughs> they need to read essays written by Manfred Weber of all people. <laughs> I've read some. He's not. A, he's not like. He's not more charismatic in print. Is, is, is all I can say. He just kind of says what he says. You know, normally, except for about his dry tone. But what he's saying is awful. <laughs> so it's not. Doesn't matter. I'm just still always amazed that this is considered like a good publication in Germany. Or actually, like internationally, because they they have done like some leaks and stuff like that. But journalistically, they're fucking garbage, and their opinions are trash. They're worse than a lot of like American papers, which is really saying a lot. Yeah. Now you want good op eds? Go to Financial Times. <laughs> All right, uh, that was that was another episode from our from our beautiful podcast in Corner Spady here in in Germany, the correct Austria. Uh, shout out to Melty Brains for letting us use their theme song New Dawn it's a banger it's on Spotify it's on Bandcamp it's all those good things listen to it often and all the time it's spelled D-O-N not D-A-W-N we keep saying that New Dawn it's me (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so we'll see you guys next Monday then yep bye 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 toodles